That could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. You got the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone. And you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right. Welcome, everybody. It is Friday, November 3rd. This is the Mike Rutherford Show coming to you from the world-famous University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Cards fans, if you're looking for a competitive advantage in today's data-driven world, you can earn your master's in business analytics from the UofL College of Business in just 12 months. No previous coding experience is required. Now available both online and in person to get started or learn more. Visit business.louisville.edu backslash MSBA today. We're on the air today from 3.05 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know what's better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford and Trevor Kelsey here on a Friday as we are just over 24 hours away from kickoff between Louisville and Virginia Tech in a contest where Sole possession of second place and the inside track to the conference championship game will be on the line. The stakes are very high. Trevor Kelsey is even higher. TK, how are you? <laughs> how are you on this Friday afternoon? Oh, I'm higher than Creed on a World Series win, my friend. Bring on Vautech. You're excited. I'm excited. We're all excited. The weather's picture perfect. Like, like right now, we're back to we, we've reverted to. Hoodie and shorts weather, my favorite type of weather. The sun is shining. The sky is blue. It looks like it's going to be mostly the same tomorrow. Chance of sprinkles at some point in the day, but it's not going to affect the game. Uh, the weather's going to be great. Big-time name-brand opponent coming to town. Incredibly high stakes. Last month of the regular season. This is as good as it gets. This is what you're dreaming about when it's the middle of summer and you know it's Jeff Brom's first season and you know, season ticket sales are skyrocketing. This is what we all envisioned, and this is what's here now. Cards nine and a half point favorites. Line may dip sometime before kickoff. We'll talk about why as the, the show goes on. We want to hear from you, of course, on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450. Thornton's hooking with the best deals all football season long. If you want to save some money at the pump or save money inside anytime you want a tasty treat from one of the area's 98,621 Thornton's locations, you're going to have to be a Refreshing Rewards program member. Very easy to do. Download the app. Become a member in about 30 seconds. And you'll be saving some money. And then you'll be texting us at 502-414-1450. Typical Friday shenanigans today. We'll spend a lot of time talking about the game tomorrow. Uh, we will, in the 530 segment, the final hour, we'll do our Big X Big Bets of the weekend. And then we'll continue our Pick'em segment in which I have surged 
ahead of a fading uh, yeah. Trevor Kelsey. I didn't do too, did not do too well while I was out. You took some chances. The chances didn't go great. The chances didn't go too I think well. you can blame it on your, your road trips. I think uh, that's what you have to do yeah, because well. since you, I mean, you left with a two-game lead, you are now coming back with a six-game deficit. Down six? You're down six. Uh, it, How bad did I do last week? Well, it was two weeks ago that really got you. You had a four and six week. That <laughs> that was a little rough. Last know. week you took some shots. The- I, think, I don't know if I, I don't. You sure? I, you sure you sent me the picks that week? That, that wasn't Scooter spilling in for me, right? No, he, he uh, Rashawn did pick that week. McGavick picked the other week. So they gave their picks, but we also we, we said yours, and you just you can, took some shots. Can I get the best of our three? No, no, oh. it's not the way it works. <laughs> I mean, they had like grading on a curve. No, not the way it works. Either. Oh. Did you uh, did you get some rest after your your hectic your your workout at AEW? Are you are you well rested and ready to go on this Friday? I should be, but I'm not. <laughs> You're still still hurting. No, well, it's not, it's not that I'm sore. My my back's a little sore, but that's just a given anyway. No, knees knees are knees are back to I mean as normal as normal could be, I guess, with me at this age, but. Uh, no, I didn't get enough sleep because I st- well, first I stayed up and watched Steeler game because I had money on it and they covered. Thank you. We'll love us back uh, to earth. That's what I'm talking about, baby. There's no Wandale to save you now, is there? Uh, so then after that, I started watching the new Gen Z show, the uh, spinoff of The Boys, okay. which you know I love. And I was like, oh, you need to watch it. And I'm like, I'm going to wait till it's season one all out. And it, during, so I'm watching the, the, the game on Prime and it's a Prime show. And they're like, oh, season one completely available. I'm like, well, maybe I'll give it a look. Why do that at 11 o'clock, 11.30 at night, Trevor? Why? Next thing I know, I'm six episodes in. They're an oh hour God. each. It's 5 o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, I you got it. zero self-control. I got I, I do. I really do. Like, I, And it's good. It's a good show. It's not as good as The Boys so far, but it's still good. And I'm like, ah, oh, I got to go to bed. So I got. I still got three more left, and I'm going to watch those tonight. So. But, so I didn't get as much sleep as I'd want to, but it's not too bad. I, I'm, I'm refreshed and ready to go. To get to get for game day, if that's what you're asking. Well, at least there was a good reason. Yeah, <laughs> I had to binge watch a show. <laughs> the writers who do this show, I, I don't even know how to describe some of the things. First things I saw just in the first episode alone. Okay, I can't describe them on this show. Podcast maybe air on the air. No. Okay, that's fine. How was your though? What what day is it? Thursday, Thursday night. Thursday night was fine. It, it was solid. We uh, just. Eat. Kids are still being a little sick. John refuses to sleep. That's uh, annoying. But When's the last time you had four healthy people in your household? Yeah, I mean, before we had kids, before we had four, well, you'd have before, four yeah. before we had four people in our health household. I think What's the max healthy people has ever been in your house, like two, one. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm the best, which is right now, which is terrifying because I'm never, <laughs> I'm never good uh, overall. But I, I've not caught this little cold or whatever they've got going on. I'm sure it's coming. But I, I need to make sure that I don't feel sick next week because I'm going to be the only parent in the house for the entire week. So I'm, like, desperate to stay awake, like, just keep this, whatever they've got, away from me. But that's been pretty much it. Uh, we just, you know, it was... You, you, the man who's had, like, long COVID for two years, is the healthiest? I mean, that's a relative that's, term. I'm the only one who doesn't kinda, have the bug. It's kind of like Sky Clark's the best guard, right? Well, he is the best guard. <laughs> I know, but it's not saying a lot. Sky Clark is fine. Leave Sky Clark. Sky Clark is not the problem. The man oh, was the only person who tried to win against Kentucky Wesleyan. Sure, it's not the solution either, though. Twenty-four <laughs> points. That was about it. That was about all we got from anybody. Uh, we, we, why, why are you bringing basketball stuff into this? It's three ten. We're not doing basketball today. We, we, we will have plenty I'm of sorry, basketball. You're right, you're right. It's on Monday, right? Monday's going to be a weird show because we're going to have reaction. I mean, we. This is all the more reason why we need to win this football game on Saturday because we, UMBC in any other year. 
the season opener for the men's basketball season would be you know, full-scale cover. We might, we might do an extra hour on that. It's the first game. Who cares who you're playing? Basketball is back. It's a huge deal around here. I don't know if you've heard this. This is the biggest college basketball city in America. But on Monday, I'm hoping we get to spend like two hours and 45 minutes talking about the Virginia Tech win and then maybe 15 minutes previewing <laughs> UMBC. Uh, but you know, if it's a loss, then you're going to have to deflect a little bit. We're going to have to talk a little bit more of UMBC. So hopefully... It's a it's a big victory on Saturday, and then you know, we'll, we'll we'll talk a little basketball on Monday. But for now, it's all eyes on Virginia Tech. Huge game coming up in about 24 hours. I, I'm excited. I know you're excited. We have to start off though, because okay. I know some people are listening with it, for this. A little bit of a downer. I, I I mentioned this on the podcast earlier today. I brought a basketball. I thought I already down, brought the. Well, this down. is about the football game, and it may not be the biggest downer in the world. It may not be a huge deal, but there are some some swirling talk out there about an injury bug biting this team. And look, it's not exactly like we've been bitten by the injury bug. Our, the guys that, that are being discussed right now, with one exception, I think, have been injured and have just been playing through it. And so, you know, I've, I've kind of talked to some people. They're like, hey, just, just so you know, this is kind of going on. Juar Jordan very much still limited in practice, which that's been the case for the last like three or four weeks. The hamstring is a, a nagging injury. It keeps biting at him I think that it's been kind of the same as last week and really the week before that before Pitt now it's all a matter of how he feels on game day he didn't feel good against Pitt he tried to give it a go he clearly couldn't carry the ball two times and was out for the rest of the game he it still was bothering him during the two weeks between games he was good to go last week against Duke and played you know the maybe the best game of his entire career so who's to say like he may not play tomorrow he may play a little bit he may play a lot, and he may be fantastic. It, it seems like it's sort of the same situation. I do think the the outlook is a little bit worse with Jamari Thrash. I, I think there's a solid chance that he does not play in this game. Um, th- there's a chance that he could play, but I think he'll he'll he will definitely not be 100%. Jarvis Brownlee, I think, is obvious. He, you know, he he's been dealing with an injury as well. He gave it a go last week. He came up hurting, I think, three times in that game. I'll. I think that he's still hoping that he can make a miraculous recovery at some point. I'll be surprised if he plays tomorrow. I would expect to see Storm Duck uh, at starting cornerback opposite Quincy Riley. And then I'm told there are two offensive linemen who've been dealing with with injuries. Now, one of them, like Brian Hudson, it should be noted, Hudson hasn't been practicing a ton this whole year. He's been hurt basically this entire season. And he just like like he takes it very easy at practice, just gears up for the games. And then, look, he's, he's a man's man. He's going to give it a go. He's, he's playing He's playing through a lot of pain. He's playing very well through pain, and we'll see if he can do that again this week. And I think there's another offensive lineman that injury kind of popped up this week, and, and he's hoping to give it a go, but he's not going to be 100%. Basically, you know, there, there's a chance that all of these guys, I don't think that, I think two of them are unlikely to play tomorrow. Maybe more don't play. Maybe all can play. But there's a very strong possibility that you're going to be seeing some Cardinals out there in key positions who just simply aren't 100%. And that's not to be unexpected this late in the season, but it's also a little bit discouraging when you're playing a Virginia Tech team that that we're talking about it throughout the show. Their defense wants to play in the backfield. They want to get after the quarterback. They want to make this a Jack Plummer game. We want to make it a Jawar Jordan game. And if our our offensive line is a little bit dinged up and Jawar himself is a little bit dinged up, that's going to be more difficult to do. So, yeah, I mean, I, I was already... A little bit nervous about this game. I think Virginia Tech is going to come in here with a lot of confidence, given the way they've been playing the last four weeks. 
I think they're going to compete for sure. It's a proud program. They've got a good head coach. They've got a lot of talent on the defensive side and a quarterback who's playing with a lot of confidence right now. I'm expecting this to be a competitive game. And now hearing that we've got some guys that are dinged up and some that may not play, it makes me even more uh, leery of, of tomorrow's game. Uh, confidence level still, I still feel like we should win. But there's a, you know, if we're going to have this dream season, and I think going to the conference championship equates to a dream season, you're probably going to have to win a few games just on like pure grit. And we've had a couple of those already this year. I think the NC State game qualifies. And then having a game where dudes just step up, the whole next man up philosophy plays out, and some guys that you don't expect to be in starring roles step up and really have gigantic games, I, I think that would qualify as a gritty game as well. I mean, say what you will about we thought that the depth in the running back room and the depth at wide receiver were going to be two huge strengths for this team this season. It's been pretty one-man led in both spots. I mean, Jawar Jordan has been a one-man wrecking machine. Isaac Grendo has done some good things. Maurice Turner has certainly had flashes. But it's been essentially the Jawar Jordan show all season long. And at wide receiver, I mean, we thought we had a, a myriad of options. We knew Jamari Thrash was going to be, he's going to be the bell cow. He, he was going to be the leader. But it's basically been him and, and not much behind him. Jamari Thrash, 46 catches this year, 712 yards. Who do you think is second on the team in receptions? Bell. Chris Bell has 12 receptions. He's not second. No. Um... It's not Kevin. It is Kevin. Oh, it is Kevin? Okay. Well. Kevin Coleman, just 17 receptions for 207 yards. That was a trick question. Yeah, Bell is second in receiving <laughs> yards at 229. Oh, okay. Uh, Coleman is second in receptions with 17. I mean, both just dwarfed by Jamari Thrash's 46 catches for 712 yards. And like I was talking about with Jawar Jordan, 110 carries, 824 yards. Next on the team is Isaac Garendo, 60 carries, 252 yards. So we haven't asked, you know, these guys have stepped up in spots, but we haven't had a game where it's been like, hey, you're going to have to be the guy outside of Pitt with the running backs. And in that game, Garendo and Turner, had, you know, they had some moments, but they didn't do enough to, to really make it so Jeff Brom trusted them fully and didn't have to use Jack Plummer's arm 52 times. And at receiver, it's just been Jamari Thrash basically every game. And if he can't play tomorrow, you know, it's, it's time to see something from Kevin Coleman. It's time for Chris Bell to really step up. It's time for AHB to be more than just a flash guy and, and instead be somebody who you can rely on for an entire game. Like you're going to have to have some guys. And and then, I mean, this may have to be a game that Jack Plummer wins you. We talked about games that Jack Plummer can lose you. This may have to be one where he just steps up and we get home mustachio Jack Plummer doing what home mustachio Jack Plummer does from time to time. Can we confirm the, the, mustache, the mustache is there? I have no confirmation, yes or no, on the mustache. But if he shaved okay. it, then for the love of God, what are you doing? <laughs> if he shaved his mustache after once again playing well with the mustache, I mean, we're, we're, Jack needs some more people around him. Needs some better people around him. We we have to get Patrick Ryan out there, like infiltrating the Jack Plummer inner circle and being like, "Hey, man, are you aware of the fact that you only play well when you have a mustache? Maybe just stop shaving shaving that bleep." I think we need to get somebody like in the dorms just to steal his razor, and every time he goes to shave, he's like. What the hell, man? Where's my razors? At? I'm telling you, I don't think this man knows how to trim. I think that it just it gets too long, and he just shaves it right off. He's like, "Well, I got to grow it back now." And that's why we only see it every like two weeks. Well, can we hire someone to trim him? We need a trimmer, professional trimmer, an NIL deal. Get <laughs> get some of that Tom Drexler money, and you get yourself a trimmer. <laughs> Not very good at trimming either, Jack. I feel you, buddy. I just do, just I, use a one guard and just take it up there. It, it's not hard to do. That's all we have is one guard. Well, we have two. <laughs> 
Michael Gonzalez, Austin Collins. That's about basketball, but okay. We're down Ronald Brown. <laughs> Disrespect on Tyler Johnson's name. Oh, Miles. Sorry, Ty. Sorry, Tyler. <laughs> Someone pointed out yesterday because they had the pictures. My bad, Tyler. They had the pictures up of the the student practice, which did have like twenty people there. And in every picture that Tyler Johnson takes, including the team photo, he's like looking at something to the side. Somebody was like, "What is Tyler Johnson constantly looking at?" Do we he's, know what he's looking at? I don't. I feel like it's like the Happy Gilmore thing, where it's like they're, they're waving. Somebody's waving to him from the skies. Like he's just he's never looking at the actual camera. It's like my daughter taking pictures. We're like, look at the phone. That's Tyler Johnson. Uh, anyway, but we, yeah, I'm not. I'm not really digging all your negativity on today's Monday game day. It's or not Friday really negativity. Day. It's just kind of facts. So. It's not Monday either. But that's the, that's the point. Uh, it's. It, I don't. I don't know. No, I don't. I disagree. I think you're being a little negative. Listen, I understand there's some worry to be because this team has been playing better. But it's also a team that's been playing against teams that they have no business losing to in the first place. I mean, Syracuse is a dumpster fire. Wake Forest, despite rolling with Duke yesterday, I got that one right. Uh, picked Wake Forest to win. Well, no, I thought I picked them to cover. You picked them to win. But they, I picked them to cover, though. You picked them to win. Did they cover? They covered. They that's lost. That's all that matters. They lost the game. They covered. You know, have you not learned anything since game like came to Kentucky that winning and losing is irrelevant? When well, you, you've, all that matters is cover. I think money line's different than covering. You picked a money line. I never take the money line. So Who's the third team, by the way? Uh, the, the 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 cupcake they won. Yeah, Boston College. I was going to say Pitt, but well, <laughs> I think that's the, the the team you're thinking of there. <laughs> Did they beat Boston College? Actually, they beat Pitt 38-21, which is the same score that we lost to Pitt 38-21. So every time I want to do the whole thing where it's like they've beaten nobody, they're beating the team like just like you said, they're beating the teams that you just can't afford to lose to. I'm like, oh well, they no, it was Pitt. Old Dominion was the one I was thinking of though. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's a, that, that's before the streak though. I know your points about uh, their in, during their hot streak here. The, the, the stats that I'd like to bring here, here's some facts for you. you. Want you want some other facts? Yes. Louisville is a primary a what offensive team? Run first. Run first. Virginia Tech has played in eight games. How many of those games of those eight do you believe they've given up over 200 yards oh, rushing to their opponent? They they are not a good rush defense. How many have they given? In I'm going to say games? seven. Well, I wish it was seven. It was actually four, which makes me look worse. But that's okay. Uh, they've also, the only games they haven't given up over 100 yards are the last two, which is Wake Forest and Syracuse, but that's because they're also up big in those games, and those teams suck. Syracuse is terrible. Yes. So Syracuse is us 2018 now. They've completely given up. They're not giving up to where they got 50 points, but they've given up. Uh, also, Virginia Tech does not run the ball well. No. Um, I mean, they, I'm sorry, Virginia Tech runs the ball. They do, no, they do not throw they the ball well. They are a run offensive team. Louisville gets up in this game early, not even big, but early. I promise you, our defense pins our ear back. We make them have to go into second and long, third and long. This game is we're covering this point spread, and I think we are going to cover this point spread. And I'll you'll tell you why. You know, it's without my score later on in the show, but I'm confident that the Louisville. I'm much more confident than you are at this point going into this game. Well, you know what else they don't do. Well. This is a paper hoax. To, to add to your 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 point here, well, another thing that they don't do well. Again, last week against Syracuse being the exception because Syracuse, like you said, has quit. They're not a fast starting team, and we are a fast starting team. Like VT has been, especially in big games so far this year. They played, in, you know, Florida State. They got up four. They were down twenty-two nothing in the first quarter. Didn't score a point in the first quarter against Wake Forest. Uh, they got they, they, Pitt scored first against them. They were down seven nothing in in that game. Marshall is kind of the other exception. They got up. Uh, they, they led seven nothing in the first quarter, and then Marshall roared back in the second quarter. Marshall ran for like two hundred sixty yards. Yeah, on th- this them, is a way. slow starting Virginia Tech team. We are a fast starting Louisville team, outscoring opponents fifty uh, sixty two to seven in the first quarter so far this season. And like you said, it's a VT team that wants to play 
mostly with their ground attack. They want it, you know. They they, they don't really want to shoot out in this game. They, no. they don't want to have to get behind and throw it with their arm. Like we have similar game plans, I think, going into this, and that's why it's so important that we get off to the good start and make them be the ones that are playing from behind for the entire game. And I kind of I can envision a game that plays out that way, where we get off to the we get an early lead, we never really let it go. They're always within shouting distance, but we just kind of keep them at arm's length and just can't, you know, kind of play our game. Every time they they do something, we answer, and then we end up winning a one score game. Uh, but you're right. I mean, it's a Virginia. Like I listened to a lot of uh, Virginia Tech podcasts and read some of their stuff this week from their their fan sites. They all very much like they're very excited about this as they should be. You go from being a one in three team that's got losses to Purdue, Rutgers, and Marshall to all of a sudden controlling your destiny in the race to play for a conference championship. Like you should be excited about this. They also though are a little bit kind of wondering like how good exactly are we? Like, like you know. We're gonna, like, how much of this is we've turned a corner, the team is getting it, the, the, the coaching is, is setting in, finding the right quarterback's a big deal, and how much of it is we've just played three crappy teams in the last four games. They've all been very respectful of Louisville. Like they, to a man, like every one of these shows has talked about how solid they think Louisville is. Two of them have called Louisville the best coach team in the ACC. I think they're, they're sort of their common thought is – Florida State is is above and beyond, far and away, the most talented team they're going to play this year. Louisville's the best coached team they're going to play this year, is what I've heard two different people say previewing this game. But th- there's this general sense of, like, we're excited, but we're also, like, we're unsure how, what we ex- exactly have here. Like, is it just, like, are we good? Is that defensive front really that solid? Or does Pitt just suck, Wake Forest just sucks, and Syracuse just sucks? Because the, the Florida State game... They were not competitive in that game. 39-17 was the final score. It was 22-0 in the first quarter, like I said. They fought back and made it somewhat respectable, but FSU was in control the entire way. And we've mentioned this several times this week, they have not won a game away from home so far this year. We have not lost a game at home so far this year. So that's not a non-factor at all in all this. There are reasons to be optimistic, is my point, even with us being a little bit dinged up. I mean, exception of Marshall, they haven't come close to anybody on the road. And Marshall is even Rutgers is, is kind of pimped them around. Yeah, Ruck, I mean, Rutgers is is a, is a fraudulent six and two. Are they six and two really? Yeah, they're six and two. I mean, I know they're an average team, but yeah, and their only losses are. I mean, they, they played Michigan thirty-one-seven and, and Wisconsin twenty-four-thirteen, but they haven't beaten anybody. Yeah, yeah, they beat Indiana, Michigan. Well, they got Ohio State this week. It's not going to go well. They'll lose. They'll they'll, they'll they'll lose four games. They'll lose to Ohio State. They'll lose to Penn State. They've got that. They've got that Bill Snyder Kansas State thing going on. They're not winning that. Where, where, they, where they, they beat all your your 50, kind of fifty fifty games and lose to your four really good teams in your conference. I don't think they're doing that either. You don't think they, well, they got Iowa. I thought there's a chance that they lose out here. They could probably lose to Maryland too. But Maryland's so sporadic. Who knows what Maryland's going to do sometimes? Maryland Maryland looks like one team one week and another team. They're, they're the hardest team to pin. Yeah, just lost Northwestern. I know. <laughs> Anyway, like I said, there are the injuries certainly give me cause for concern. Certainly give me pause, but there are reasons to remain optimistic, even if we are. Let's say worst I'm case scenario. Optimistic. Let's say worst case scenario. Jawar doesn't play. Jamari doesn't play. Uh, Jarvis Brownlee, I think, is a kind of used to playing. Like Storm Duck has played a lot the last two weeks because Jarvis has been banged up, and you know, maybe like Brian Hudson and, and, and Willie Tyler play, but they're they're hurt. Like they're not one hundred percent. There's still reasons to feel optimistic about this game, as long as you do what you do well. Maurice Turner and Isaac Garendo still should be able to gash this Virginia Tech defense. Like, if, if I'm Jeff Brom, I'm not changing up my game plan entirely just because we don't have Jaws. And I know that sounds silly because of what happened against Pitt, but I think we did 
change up the game plan once Jaws went out. And I, I do think that it bit us in the ass. I think if we had just kept riding Garendo and Tyler, uh, I mean, Garendo and Turner, I should say, like we would have been fine. I think it was choosing to throw the ball so much that wound up getting us bit. And Virginia Tech, they're fourth in the country in sacks. Like they are a, they are a sellout defense. They're going to come after Jack Plummer with everything that they, they've got. And if he doesn't have enough time to throw downfield and we don't have Jamari Thrash, who's been a great possession guy, then I, th- I think that's a that that's a recipe for disaster. But we still should be able to run the ball on them, even without Jawar. I feel confident about saying that. I feel confident in agreeing with you. Let's take a break. When we come back, I, I got a, few, a couple other news and notes on this Virginia Tech game. We'll hear from you guys on the Thornton's text line as well at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, Friday edition here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Back in Friday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450-961, the Big X. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey on a Friday as we keep getting ready for big football game tomorrow at LNN Stadium, Louisville hosting Virginia Tech. 3.30 kickoff, ACC Network. This feels like it's too big for the ACC Network. Better Sorry. CW. Well, yeah, I mean, God, it's... What got bumped? To, what, what, what did, if what, we were on the CW, I'd, I'd be like, we're going to lose by 15. On <laughs> the CW, God hates me. <laughs> I mean, I had, had a pretty good argument for that anyway, but I mean, now I'm just like, like sold. <laughs> who is uh, the ESPN showing at 3.30 tomorrow, I wonder? I don't know. Look that up. It's ESPN 3.30, CBS. Oh, we're getting bumped for FSU and Pitt. Mm, if no, we, no, I bet if we beat, I bet if we beat Pitt, we'd be, we wouldn't have got bumped. You're probably right. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Florida State losing is the biggest draw in the ACC right now because they have national title implications. It's at Pitt, and it, you know, look, Pitt's a, it's a dangerous weapon. They might lose that game by 75. They might win it by 30. You have, you have no idea what Pitt's going to do. You have no idea what Florida State's going to do sometimes. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, I think that they, yeah, I mean, who knows? And then you know. Notre Dame Clemson was always going to get primetime tree. Well, is is that game at Notre Dame? Uh, which one Notre Dame game? Notre Dame plays Clemson. I'm not sure if it's at. Uh, it's at Clemson. Okay, so that was another ACC game then, and the, you know they get the the ABC treatment at noon. Somebody needs to tell ESPN that uh, on the little scoreboard sheet that we do not play at Cardinal Stadium anymore. They don't care. <laughs> if you if you go like and look at the like, the, the 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 game preview or whatever they do on here. Uh. And you scroll down to the bottom and see the state of it's. I mean, I swear it's a picture from 1998. Really? I mean, it's. You can see like this. It might even be old Cardinals. It might be old Cardinals Stadium for all I can remember. But I remember scrolling down looking at it thinking when I was like, is that the United statue I see? <laughs> like, that's, that's, I'm, I've, got a, I've got a poster like from, a, from a, like a panoramic view of 
think the second game we had there wasn't the first game, but it's like the second game. And I think it's the same picture they use on ESPN's page. My favorite was for years and years and years when ESPN would do, use the stock footage before basketball games, and they would have that fountain in the Ohio River. I'm like, that thing hasn't. <laughs> it's like 2006. I'm like that thing hasn't been there in a solid decade. What what, what are we doing here? Speaking of t- mid 2000s, I don't know why, but something compelled me. Maybe it was because it was the Pittsburgh game was boring during it, and I wasn't really into the Lake Forest game. I sat and watched a, a very bad movie from start to finish on like Showtime last night. They came out in 2005. That is a sports-themed movie. Okay. I, I, it's a basketball movie from 2005, and it's supposed to be a kid's movie. Do you want to take a guess just real quick what it might be? Say that again? It's a basketball movie, but it might be a kid's movie? It's from 2005. It's a kid's movie, and it's, a, it's about basketball. Like Mike? Not there, bud. Out, I think those I think you're a little earlier in 05, weren't they? Like Mike, yeah. I, I figured it was about that time. Well, no, this, be wrong. this might have been worse. Rebound with Martin Lawrence. Oh, uh, yeah, I did see that movie. Yeah, it's <laughs> it was terrible. I don't know why. I, I'm just sitting there. I mean, this might be just the power of the gummies, but I'm just like sitting. There, I'm like, why have I not changed the channel yet? And it's, I only, it was so bad. And I think I, I think I maybe giggled twice. Through the entire movie, and I don't remember why. Now I laugh, but for some reason I sat through the entire movie from start to finish. It was bad. Not a good film. No, no question about it. But then again, neither was the third quarter of the Pittsburgh Tennessee game. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I watched a little bit of, of uh, Duke Wake Forest. It was you know, it, just because I, uh, for our rooting interests, we don't play Wake this year. Duke is one of our big wins. I wanted to make sure Duke won that game. I know they're playing without Riley Leonard, which makes them a different team. The Loftus kid looked okay. He did not. I was thinking he might look. Pretty good. He did not look pretty good. But they did <laughs> They did just enough to win. 24-21, last second field goal. Not enough to cover, but... Texas Tech covered, though. Texas Tech did? Yeah. They were I going, saw they won. They were minus two, yeah. Good for them. But good night Good well, night I for the Dukies. I two for two parlay last night. Good night for the Dukies, and in turn, a good night for us. Tomorrow, by the way, I should mention this. UofL is going to be holding a Kroger food drive during the game. Fans are encouraged to bring non-perishable food items and hygiene products to this weekend's game. Uh, as part of the Kroger food drive, collection bins will be placed outside of the entry to all gates, and volunteers will be collecting contributions at the Kroger Ultimate Tailgate in the Planet Fitness Purple Lot. So, Purple Lot. Bring some stuff. Do some good. Watch the Cards win a football game. Should be good to go. 502 414 is the Thornton's text line. What we have not brought up yet before we get to the text line. What are your memories? I know we, we talked about this sort of in passing yesterday, but the most memorable meeting, all due respect to the 2020 game, which I don't think any of us even remember at this I point. I forgot, forgotten. Yeah. I remember so little about the 2020 season. This was the game, though, the, the 2020 game, 42-35. That was the JV and Hawkins, like, before the end of the half, like, ripped off the 85-yard touchdown run when we were basically that, trying to take a knee. That was also a Pittsburgh game, too, if I think, remember. <laughs> well, this was, yeah, this was the Virginia Tech. We're trying to take a knee. We're trying to just, like, go out. We just run, like, a simple play. He goes 85 yards for a, a touchdown. I think it accounted for over half of our rushing yards for that entire game. But 42-35, we couldn't stop them. That's not the only game, sadly, that's the I know. probably say that for. Malik had a, threw for a ton of yards, like 330 yards. Uh, it was turnover prone in that game. We, we added a bunch of late points. We never – like, we were always playing from two scores behind in that game. We just kind of – I think we scored 21 fourth-quarter points and made it look a little bit better than it was. But, you know, it was one of those deals where it's the first – it's the only meeting between these two teams – in conference play since we joined the league in 2014, okay. and it was played in front of like 350 people because of COVID. Like we have no history with Virginia Tech, which sucks. And our first game against them is is certainly a biggie. But you know, you want to talk about like bad blood between Louisville and Virginia Tech. It if you want to do that, it 
it all goes back to the the 06 Orange Bowl or the 06 oh, yeah. Gator Bowl. Like that's and you know that's a, a solid decade or almost a decade before we become conference brethren. I mean, we have some basketball history, which up until recently was just us kicking the absolute crap out of them every time we played. But football just have not played them, so it's all about that game on January second, two thousand six. And I think you've talked about this a little. Bit. What are your your recollections? Where was a young Trevor Kelsey in in life when this was going on? Well, that, that twenty twenty game, Virginia Tech's starting quarterback Hendon Hooker, Hendon Hooker, yeah, yeah, and Khalil Herbert, who was with the Bears. I forgot he even played at Botek for some reason. Um, Trevor, Trevor was. Uh, I remember watching that game actually with Grandma at the uh, at the house in the in the living room and. And her getting so mad. Nothing's funnier when, when, when you're. I don't know. I wasn't a kid. Obviously, I'm in my twenties, mid twenties at the time. But still, nothing's funnier than watching when your grandparents like would get mad in sports. And like, and especially my grandmother is so sweet. But when she gets so mad, she'd be like, "Gotta kill him!" <laughs> <laughs> she yelled at the team. Don't let that little that, that little little piece of bleep bleep. I'm like, I'm like grandma. Like he stepped on him. Like I know. <laughs> Let's get him. Uh, that that's I mean honestly, I I just now brought up the scoreboard of that game. I had to completely forgot we were up the way we were in that game because yeah. honestly the only thing I remember is Vic stomping on the back of Doomerville and Hunter Cantwell almost dying. Yeah, and Cantwell just doing Cantwell just kind of remember being just kind of thrown into there and we like just kind of like being like you know doing the best he can for a backup and just knowing that we were eventually we were gonna maybe run out of gas which he kind of did. He he did, and the the only thing that I remember about the game is the pick six that just sealed it late. You know, we were only down twenty eight twenty four. We had a chance to drive the field and and score a game winning touchdown, and <clears throat> instead Hunter threw a a bad pass that was picked and, and ran it back, and that was the end of the game. Yeah, it was third, uh, James Anderson, thirty nine yard interception. James and of course James Anderson. The, the other thing that's weird about <laughs> listening to these Virginia Tech podcasts is you can tell how seriously football is for them because they reel off games and memories like we do with basketball a lot like they're like oh yeah the 89 game was the other road game that we beat against the top 20 team and i'm like damn it's, it's awfully impressive it's amazing for a program that really didn't like just get into thing to me like till the marcus's brother michael got there in, in, in 98 yeah but they had they had history before that and you know it was just like you know i mean what bruce smith went there yeah but you know it just doesn't mean that they're not gonna have a devote fan base just no i know they're not know. like alabama uh they have it's a Big time football school. I mean, even now, like that place is packed every single week. They, mm-hmm. you know, they're proud history, proud tradition. But they, yeah, they all remember this game. They all were like ripping off the details without looking at notes and stuff. It was pretty impressive. But the, the thing that that all these people that I'm I'm reading and I'm listening to, even some Louisville people, get wrong about this game. It's just one of those you know misrememberings that happens over time. Is they all talk about Marcus Vick getting ejected? He didn't get ejected. No, that didn't. was the big controversy. Was the refs didn't see the call. Didn't see the stomp. I thought he got flagged for it, though. I don't think he even got flagged. If he got flagged, I remember the refs had to apologize for it days later and talked about how Virginia Tech was out of control and there was a big story about it because I found that story today. And but if he got flagged, then that was. But he definitely didn't get tossed out of the game. No, I knew that. Yeah. And there was a one of the Virginia Tech. I think it was the offensive coordinator was like, "We've got to pull him. We got to." Pull. He said that all this afterwards. He's like, "He's like, I was going to." To Beamer and I was saying we got to pull him, we got to pull him, we can't play him. And I was furious that we kept him in the game. But they did not take Marcus Vick out. He played the entire game. Jimmy Williams, their their cornerback, who was really good, he did get ejected early in the game for pushing a ref. Like that, Virginia, 
That was one of the most unhinged teams that Louisville's ever played against. Like the, the that entire was Marcus's last game at Vartex. It was. They, eventually, you know, they tried to act like that played a part in him, but he was. He also got arrested like three times. Like yeah, that was basically was the a, yeah. the beginning of the end. That was the last game he ever played there. He made Michael look like a saint. <laughs> he did, and then continued to even as he, he left uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. left college. But like that entire Virginia Tech team, like that was the the one game I've been playing. I'm like, are they gonna like kill us? Like, what's is, is there gonna be like a just full on brawl here? Like it just. And I'm kind of surprised in hindsight that we didn't. Like, like, you know, multiple Louisville players saw the stomp, and nobody kind of went after Marcus Vick. I think Brandon Johnson points to the ref and is like, hey, what are you, you going to do something about this? And, like, I'm surprised that that didn't start, like, a gigantic fight. I think eventually, I think it was Amobi Okoye was actually the only one who went over and, like, kind of confronted Marcus Vick about it. I mean, he gets in his face, kind of grabs his face mask, but nobody else goes over and, like, starts anything, which kind of surprises me in hindsight. But that was the day that I learned to really not like Virginia Tech. It hasn't been a hatred that's carried over, but like that was a that was about as mad as I've ever been after a Louisville game. Remind me when, when what point of the game when did that happen? I, that I don't even remember really. It was it was like second quarter. We were was winning. It? Okay, we were winning seventeen to ten when it happened. So it was either the second or the third quarter. Just one of those things. Again, like, I I I remember the moment. I just don't. He, everything else around is just a little foggy. Still. That was the worst part too. Is he played well after that? Like like he should have been thrown out of the game. It's it's like the you know, the Christian Leitner Duke thing. Like, not only does the guy not get tossed, but he ends up having the biggest impact on a game that you eventually lose. So, like, it was it was a very, very frustrating game. Because, like you said, we came out and we kind of we, we hit him in the mouth early on. We were in control. We were 24-13. And that was a like, that was a really good Tech team. They were favored in that game. Yep. It was going to be a huge win for us at that point in time. Still would be a huge win, even today, playing in that same type of game. And the stomp happens. We get a little bit off tilt. Uh, they make a couple of big defensive plays. Vic starts playing really well. And poor Hunter Cantwell. the 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 famous image from that game was remember he had like he had like this nosebleed because he'd been getting hit so hard, and he had he put like this, they like this is you know, kind of a primitive time in in sports medicine. They just like shoved a bunch of cotton up his nose. <laughs> well, they still do do that. They do a little bit. You you usually they have a little bit more measures to to kind of stop nosebleeds and stop cuts and all that stuff. But in this game, they just like shoved a bunch of cotton up his nose, and there was a picture of him getting hit at the same time. By two different Virginia Tech players, and like the cotton, the bloody cotton, like flying out of his nose. Like he just, the, the poor guy just got absolutely beaten to a pulp in that game. And, and to his credit, he stayed in there and did all he could. But it was a, it was a very physical Virginia Tech team, very good Virginia Tech team, and yeah. it was, that was a painful loss back then. No, it was. It was. It was. I, I, I agree. Revenge time now, Mike. It is. I mean, all the other games between these two teams took place sort of before our era. Virginia Tech leads the all-time series uh, six to two. We've never beaten them away from home, um, but like I said, we played a few times in the '80s. We, 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 we just don't have as much history with the conference. I mean, every conference opponent, after you've been in a league for ten years almost, you should have some back and forth. And I mean, even Duke, we've played three times. We had a little bit of uh, back and forth with them. Virginia Tech, we've got no history whatsoever because our like only meeting was in a, in we a didn't fake play COVID during, season. We, we we played them, I guess, the other times before Beamer even got there. Um, and Beamer got there in 88, I think, or something like that, 87. So, no, so no, we played them a couple times early 90s and late 80s. We played them 79, 83, 85, 88, 91, 92. Let's say we did play Beamer a few times. Okay. So we beat them in 92. That would have been the, the, the Brom been. team, one of the Brom teams, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we beat them in, in October 10th, 1992, 21-17. Uh, was that the yeah, – that, that yeah, that was yeah, Brom senior year, yeah. 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 Or was it his, his junior year? 
Because his senior year was when we beat Michigan State. That was the, that was ninety three. Okay, you're right. Yeah, the junior year. Yeah. So this was a ninety two Louisville team went five and six, but we did beat Virginia Tech that year. So sucking. So yeah. Our schedule that year was tough. We played four ranked teams. No, Snellberger didn't back down, man. He didn't. So we beat them in ninety two. We beat them in eighty eight as well. Thirteen to three. Both those wins coming at home. Uh, we have never beaten them on the road. We've also lost to them twice at home, including the most recent game in twenty twenty. It's time. It's time. It's time. Overdue. You know, they broke their long streak against us in basketball after we'd beaten them. You know, we whatever it was, 35 straight times, or it was some ridiculous number. We had not lost them since, like, 1982, and that was a former conference opponent. Uh, it's time for us to get back in the, on the winning side. Now, the question is, whose leg do we step on? We're not stepping on legs. We're above that. Okay, we're just stepping. We're better we're, than that. We're just stepping on the back of their heads and, 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 and curb stomping them? Exactly. All right. Metaphorically. Not literally. Sure. Not literally. Okay. We don't do that. This is, this is the, the Braum era. We are Louisville men. We win. I thought that we're not tech men, though. We're not tech. We're not Vatech men. We're not Vatech men. Vatech. Paper hokies. A little too close to Thanksgiving to be a hokey around here. Everyone complained Isn't about it. a turkey? I don't think it's anything. It's like a made up thing. I thought it was a turkey. Isn't there a mascot a turkey, though? It's, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a turkey. Yeah, so a little too close to Thanksgiving to be a hokey around here. But a hokey is not an actual real thing, right? I don't know. Just it's go like with a, it. It's dude. like a fake bird. Just go with it, dude. Yeah. I think it looks like a turkey, but it's not real. Could be wrong. And they think, and they think, and they think we're stupid for having teeth in our bird. Yeah, I mean, so you, have, you have a fake bird. Get over it. Um, everyone, com- a lot of people complain about Virginia Tech fans. You know, they're one of the fan bases because they are so big. It is a vault. It's a hokey bird, which has evolved from a turkey. But it's not real, right? Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think a hokey is, is a, it's a fake. I saw bird. one on the sideline once. Does that count? <laughs> no, it's not real. Okay. Yeah. It's just that their mascot. I have no idea why. Who cares? We believe in aliens. We don't believe in Hokies. Well, they're not real. They're not a real thing. <laughs> the definition of a Hokie is a fake bird. The uh, Again, third time I'm going to try to start this. Virginia Tech fans, they, they get sort of a bad reputation because they are a big fan base, and any big, passionate football fan base, I think, is going to have a larger share of insane people than smaller Casual fan bases. I've never had an issue with any Virginia Tech fans. It, it, like, it, like I, I know a couple. They're very nice people. They're very good. Like, hmm. they, they're they're good with their football team. Like I don't. I wonder. I'm curious if that changes because I do expect them to have a large. The visitor section is not going to be like the Duke game. It's going to be pretty full. Like they're going to travel well. We're going to have some interactions. We didn't have any interactions in 2020. We haven't met like like had any sort of back and forth with these people since literally that 06 Gator Bowl game. Gator Bowl game. Um, so I'm curious if if there's if we can start some bad blood this weekend. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, if we lose, we can we can start some bad blood. But it's kind of hard to have bad blood when you don't like you said you don't play the team like once every like a decade. We do go there in 2025. That'll be the next time we see them. And I'm ex- I mean, that's the one. When you, when you talked about the things that you were excited about when it came to joining the ACC in football, like you were excited about Florida State and Clemson every year in the Atlantic Division, getting a chance to to go to take those road trips and knock off those powerhouses. Like you were excited about eventually playing Miami. And then you were excited about Virginia Tech, like that. They were they were kind of like the fourth big name that you were like, yeah. I mean, when they do the Enter Sandman, also known as Kentucky's Praying Song, like that's it's a very cool thing. It's one of the better intros in college football. It's you know kind of gives you chills when you see them, especially when they're really good. I can't wait to experience that. And then ten years later, we're like, I still can't wait to experience that. We haven't <laughs> we haven't had a chance to play down there. So who knows? Maybe the it seems like they may have found the right coach. Maybe they're on the right track and. 
two years from now, they'll be in a good place and we'll be in a good place. And that game in Blacksburg will be a big time deal. I hope it is because we've been waiting a long time to play down there. I mean, we'll be in a good place. I can't speak for them. Or maybe the ACC won't even exist anymore. Like we, we just have we have no idea what's going to happen. Maybe it's to be our last game against Virginia Tech because we'll never we'll both the ACC will be be gone after tomorrow, after this year. Could be. You just you never know. You never really know. Uh, let's take some text. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We'll wrap up the, the the first hour this way. Although my text line's all messed up. What'd you do? I didn't do anything, Richard. Richard, what did you do? Here we go. It's loading. Five zero two four one four. I do have a buddy text me and says, uh, damn, that one guard joke you made was perfect for Mike's new. Is this about Kenny Payne bit? Mm. <laughs> Talk about Kenny Payne? Drop, you dropped the ball there, buddy. I did send one more last night to Matt McGavick. I saw someone did it to you on something. Oh, like 50 people have done it to me now, <laughs> which I love. Is this about Kenny Payne? Is this about Kenny Payne? Texas, I know this is Football Friday, but Wemby was so good, I can't wait until the rumors of him signing with the Knicks, but he doesn't actually end up signing with the Knicks. He is insane. <laughs> I saw I saw some highlights from last night. Yeah. Thirty eight points, ten rebounds, and he's a nineteen year old who's like just kind of figuring stuff out. Like he's outrageous. I love his Slenderman Halloween costume too. I wonder if the Knicks fans will just like just go insane like they did when they thought they were gonna get James and they were like King James and he signed he didn't sign. They're like, You're a queen <laughs> <laughs> And it started it gets so bad. I wonder what they'll do with Wimbledon. Texas says this is day four and I still have not heard from the KP Mafia. Leave the mafia alone. <laughs> Regrouping. Texas probably this is probably as confident as I've been for a game in a long time. I can't wait. I like the confidence. I have confidence too. I'm just I don't know. What's the scale? One to ten. You were an eight point four yesterday. Where are you now? Eight point nine. So you've gone up with the injury. I've reports. gone up because despite your negativity it's and It's not your, negativity. You're, it's you're, 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 I'm you're, confident. You're in your your desire to bring me down and stomp on me like a Vic. You're the one creating bad vibes by making something out no, of No, you're you're the one no, 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 no. I'm the one that's over here wanting to like fry up some hokey and, and, and have a good time and you're like, Oh, we're gonna lose. That's not what I said at all. <laughs> not what I said at all. I'm, I'm an You're eight, creating the bad vibes by making stuff. Up. I'm eight point. No, I didn't. It's not my fault. Hokey's not a real bird. I'm at eight point nine. I'm feeling good. I think we're going to run down their throat, and I'm feeling good about it. Texas says, "Is the injury news being overblown?" Maybe. I mean, it's it's certainly a real thing. I do think, like, I, I think that Thrash and Brownlee are the guys that you're worried the most about when it comes to just like the severity of what's going on with them. Jordan, like, I don't know what to like. We've heard Jawar Jordan rumors for the last three weeks, and Against Pitt, it very clearly had an effect. He, we heard all day like he's probably not going to play. He's probably not going to play, and then he starts, but he only plays two snaps. We heard. I mean, I heard last week, this time last week, like he's limited in practice. They're going to see he's like kind of a game time decision. He clearly felt great, and he was incredible last week against Duke. So I don't. I, I know that he's still dealing with stuff. I know that he's not 100, percent but it doesn't mean he's not going to be fantastic tomorrow. It doesn't mean he's going to play tomorrow. We just we just don't know. And the offensive lineman, I think that you know the Brian Hudson situation's been the same for a while, and he, you know, I don't think anybody's really even noticed that he's been as badly hurt as he has been. We'll see what happens at tackle with what, what Tyler can do, but there's a chance that you know, I mean, there's a chance that all these guys could play tomorrow. I don't think they're going to. I'd be more surprised about Thrash and Brownlee than anybody else, but it's not, from what I've been told, it's not out of the realm of possibility. So I don't, I don't honestly don't think we're gonna have any idea until tomorrow afternoon. Texas says, during yesterday's show, when talking about Bobby Knight, TK said, quote, I don't think I could play for him as if he could envision himself playing high-level college basketball for any other coach, just not for Bobby Knight. Also, the mental image of Bobby Knight coaching Trevor is absolutely wild. Uh, it'd be, 
Best way to sum You'd it last up. Last ten seconds. It'd be like uh, the great, the great um, King of the Hill when Bobby went to the the military camp with Grandpa, and he couldn't get him to do anything. He put him in the hole, and he still is like, he's like the three days. He's like, is he broken? And Bobby's like, slept on ground, slept on concrete. I'll take, I'll take, I'll take mattress. See, but <laughs> you you would do the thing where it's like you love Bobby, and you're like this is what the kids need, like good old fashioned discipline, all this stuff. And then he would yell at you, and in five seconds you'd be like, "To hell with this! I'd, don't get in my face I'd like this!" Kicked him in his groin. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, I mean, I, you're the person who needs the hey, discipline, do, and you're the do one as who's I say, not, as, not exactly. As I do. Like you're you're the one who's like these kids today don't know bleep. Like you need to start spanking them and doing all this stuff. And then you're the kid that like if anybody ever tried to discipline you, you just became ten times worse. Yeah, well, it's cause that's because it makes no sense. That's what we think is. That's part of being an adult. Do as I say, not as I do. I don't think that's true. I think it is. Texas Trevor, all you need to know is I bench four, squat five, cards by eight, and Dallas beats <laughs> Philly. They're going to brotherly shove Hertz right into on, onto the injured list. I mean, you do know that. I mean, if you're benching four and squatting five, they uh, want to be handsome. Then the uh, that that'd be Jalen Hurts, not the Cowboys. How nervous are you about this, this Eagles game? A little nervous because Dak does have like, I think he's like 7-1 and one as a starter against us. I know, you, you said this before. But like, I think two of those victories came like near the end of the season. We had like a, one of them. I know one came and we benched everybody. Uh, the year we won the Super Bowl and they beat us 7 nothing. Um, The other we didn't have our, was when Hurt was out. So, uh, last year. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think we're going to win. I'm, the, the line is at three and I'm a little, I'm not picking it, but. You know, three in your direction. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Eagles by 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 three on the push. Okay. Texas, despite the injury rumors, a couple reasons why I'm confident tomorrow. Kyron Drones and VT are 0 three on the road this year. Vodtech leads the ACC in sacks, but half of them came in two games against terrible offensive lines. Florida State ran for almost 300 yards on them a couple weeks ago. Go Cards. I agree with all three of those. And four, we're going to win. We should be able to run the ball effectively. I mean, Kyron Drones. This is the first time that he's played, you know, I mean, one of the, the few times that he's played in, like, a big-time environment away from home in, in, a, in a big game. Like, we still don't know. He, you know, he was at Baylor, didn't see the field there. He transferred here. He was not the starter at the beginning of the season. He got inserted into the lineup the third game. He's been good. He also, he, like, for all the talk about him struggling as a passer and being more of a run-first guy, he hasn't thrown an interception in, like, 120 pass attempts or something like that. It's been a long time. I uh, would love to see that get broken this weekend. He's he does what they need him to do. Like, like he's a very good game manager and explosive runner. Uh, I, I think that he's if you can make him uncomfortable, get him get get the crowd into it, get into his head a little bit. I think that will be a big time deal because he's a he has the the opportunity to be to be a dynamic player. Uh, Texas says, "Will this be the last one before we go to break?" Rumor has it that KP kept fighting and fought the football team as well. That's why there are so many players on the IR list for tomorrow's game. Also, Hurdy disgraced the great name of Thorin's may or may not be true. I don't think that's true. Well, fight Big Whoop. <laughs> yeah, we lost to Kentucky Wesleyan. Big Whoop. Want to fight about Wanna it? Want to fight about it? They did the practice. It's basically his post-game press conference. Uh, I think we could get Martin Lawrence's uh, character from Rebound coaching his team and might be better off. He did have his – he did the – the, the the Kenny Payne radio show, which people were giving him all sorts of grief for it being a private show. It was on the schedule as a private show. Yeah, it's a, next week it starts at Roosters. At right? Roosters. Yeah, yeah. In my understanding, that no, nothing too crazy was being said. He did kind of own up to it and say, you know, it's, it's you, you can't accept, unacceptable to lose to Kentucky Wesleyan. 
but you know, it was more kind of really? more of the same. <laughs> really, there, Captain Obvious. Yeah. Hey, at least he said that. I mean, it's really... we didn't really get that after the game. All what right, would we, you have done? We got to go to Like, duh. We got to go to break. Get the heart out here. Four o'clock hour is on the way. Next, we'll get uh, off the beaten path a little bit. I got a couple of stories I want to get TK's thoughts on. More from you guys in the text line. It's the Mike Rutherford Show Friday edition here on fourteen fifty The Big X. Kentuckiana's only locally owned sports talk, 1450 and 96.1 FM, the Big X Sports Radio, WXVW, Jeffersonville. Oh, Kanye. Miss him. Every day. Miss him. Four o'clock hour here as the Mike Rutherford Show rolls on on a Friday on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. <clears throat> big weekend of, of football ahead for not just us. Uh, it's a huge weekend of NFL. The slate going again. We'll have our Big X big bets of the weekend. Is it safe to assume, TK, that you are going back to the well with NFL picks this week? Oh, yeah, yeah. I actually haven't actually picked them yet. Okay, well, that's... But uh, well, have, you pick, me, have you made your picks yet? Yeah. Oh, oh. Does it make me overly confident? But okay. Well, I still got like an, I still got an hour or so. Okay. I haven't even gone through it yet. I haven't even looked at the lines, to be honest with you. Once again, not, not overly confident. I mean, what do I do here? It's... Take these picks to the bank, folks. There's uh, no issue whatsoever. Uh, the, the, the national storyline... I got a record of my picks, don't I? You are. You do eight and seven. Okay. Wow, I'm, I'm only eight and seven. Eight and seven. I'm ten four and one. I had, a, I had a losing week though for the first time last week though. Went one and two. You suck. Yeah, gotta get back. Gotta get off the Schneid this week. Gotta get. Gotta get hot again. I think I'm going to. Like the Gene Snyder. What? The Snide. Don't people call the Snyder the Gene Schneid? The Snide. Nobody calls the Gene Snyder the Snide. Or the Snide. Yeah, get off the. Take this exit. We get off the Snide. <laughs> no. I'm trying to start a new trend. Not going, you, think it's going to, you think it's going to click? Is it just because you crap yourself once in the Snyder? <laughs> Actually, I crapped on the Snyder. <laughs> Have you seen the latest, though, nationally when it comes to college football? The, the big story is still our boy Stallions. Have you seen the latest development in this now? <laughs> uh, what, what, what is he found guilty of now? Nothing. This is not. It's not necessarily about Connor Stallions, but oh. according to a report from On3, a.k.a. On-P, Michigan is currently in possession of documents that could link the private investigators that started this whole thing back to Ohio State. Which <laughs> I saw that, and I was like, do they think this is good for them? So, wait, so, so It's a self-tell. It's like, yeah, we did this, but we know who started the investigation. So, wait, so they're, they're, instead of, like, they've given up on the deny thing, there's like, you can't get mad at us for cheating. Because they're snitches. Exactly. It's sort of like, you know, we have the thing with the Katina Powell where obviously wrongdoing took place here. We're pissed off at, at I think, Indiana and maybe Kentucky for, for kind of coming together and doing and starting this thing. 
but it doesn't change the fact that there was wrongdoing that took place. We can be pissed at them for you know for for kind of being underhanded and going behind people's backs and doing some shady stuff. Bringing to get it us public, caught. you mean? Yeah, but <laughs> it happened. We paid the price. We we were punished for it. All that stuff. You know, Michigan's trying to do this now. It's like it was Ohio State who did it. I'm like, well, yeah, they uncovered your wrongdoing. I mean, this is the what was the old stuff. I don't know if you remember. I can't remember the players' names from when Alabama was like late '80s, early '90s, when uh, Alabama got in trouble for for paying the mm-hmm. player. And it was Auburn basically paying him to admit that he got paid by Alabama. College sports are the best, man. <laughs> it's like you can't write things like this sometimes. This is great. This is uh, in the on three story. They're like, while many have noted that the NCAA probably quote won't care where the evidence came from while conducting conducting its own investigation. Oh, as long as it's the real. Big Ten, the Big Ten might. While the Big Ten spokeswoman did not return a request for comment, Commissioner Tony Petitti will uh, meet with the Michigan administration. Blah 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 blah. I mean, who cares where where it came from? You got caught. Yeah, if you were, I mean, you're cheating, you're cheating. I mean, now, I mean, the, the amount of punishment for this type of cheating, I don't know how much. I mean, it does. The record, though, with the the coinciding with his this him doing this is kind of eerie, though, of how well they've been since he supposedly been stealing the the signs, the going whether it be incognito or not. I so I, I've said that I wasn't going to talk about. Louisville's path to the playoff until they win their next two games. If they win their next two games, then I'll start looking ahead and dreaming big. I'm going to make an exception right now and say potential path here. Michigan, you know, the, the Big Ten ADs all like got together last night and approached the the Big Ten commissioner, and they're like, "You need to punish them now. Like, we know that wrongdoing took place. Stop with the pumping your brakes and spinning your wheels. Like, do something about this." So Michigan banned from the postseason because of the hardball cheating. Ohio State, Ohio, hold on, Ohio State because the Big Ten might care about doing nefarious stuff, according to this article. Ohio State, banned from the postseason for getting Michigan caught. Oh. Louisville in the playoff as a 12-1 and team. I wish I could believe this has any hope or, or leg to stand on, but this is the same conference that just let, let Ohio State play for its championship even when it didn't, even when it didn't earn Let's it. Let me dream here. And, and, and just to screw Indiana. How funny I mean, would it be, though? It's like Ohio State, they don't Michigan. They do Ohio State, Michigan. Ohio State and Michigan may be the two best teams in college football. And their commissioner's like, uh, actually, eight and four Rutgers is our league champion. <laughs> Enjoy them in the Rose Bowl. I could just imagine them being like, that's right. Our our our, our respected champion is Pinson. Whoa, 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 We're sending Rutgers. <laughs> Rutgers is in. Ohio State and Michigan are out. Louisville to the playoffs. John was like, I'm back, baby. We're chopping wood. Chopping wood against chopping Florida wood. State in the Orange Bowl. <laughs> you know what, Indiana? We're going to let you... Our bad in 2020. This year, you get it. <laughs> I want it to happen. Why? Well, you're apparently the only one in the East that hasn't committed a felony in the program. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, hi you. I mean, them in Maryland, I guess the only two. Well, Rutgers, I guess, they're, they're most their skin those on the basketball side. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, is anybody in the East is keeping their nose clean here? Not Michigan State. We know that. Michigan State's no. like, what about us? Like, No. no. <laughs> We've actually banned you from next year's season. You're we don't even acknowledge you anymore. We're not, we took, we've taken you out of the logo. The other story that, that brought a smile to my face last night no. is that the 10 schools that are leaving the Pac-12 next year, you know, the schools that are going to the Big Ten, the SEC, or the ACC, they put out a statement last night saying, Their alliance. We're committed to supporting the needs and the interests of our universities and the student-athletes of all 12 member schools who are actively participating in Pac-12 athletics this year. The attempts by Oregon State and Washington State to take sole control of the Pac-12 Conference would undermine this season's Pac-12 competitions 
and deprive the other 10 members of the funds that have been rightfully earned by all our universities. They go on and on and say their lawsuit stems from a flawed interpretation of the Pac-12 bylaws. Essentially, the 10 departing schools are very scared that Washington State and Oregon State are going to keep the $200 million that the, the entire conference is owed to themselves. And I hope they do. I hope they win yeah, this lawsuit. Let them have it. You know, their whole thing was you can't you, you, you can't dissolve a conference. It's in the Pac-12 bylaws that you cannot dissolve a conference until two years after the mass exodus takes place. So anybody left, it was put in place because they never saw a situation where it'd be just like two teams left behind. They saw, you know, you, you have to have the conference alive. We can add Mountain West teams. You can do whatever. So the, the Pac-12 can't disappear. And so technically, Washington State and Oregon State will be in the Pac-12 next year as the only two schools. I think they deserve their $200 million, and I don't think anybody else does. I'm I hope this happens. It'd be the funniest thing ever if the Pac-2 just takes in 200 mil, 100 mil apiece. I, let them have it. I mean, you look, look, you left them behind. You left yeah, them. USC. You're gonna get you're gonna get your SEC cut. I mean, everybody's gonna get their ACC and their Big Ten cuts. Then let, let, let the two. Yeah, exactly. It's compensation for basically yeah leaving them behind. It's the funniest possible outcome of all this. I mean, listen, you you forget your kid, you give him a nice gift to remind you to say I'm sorry. You're leaving your kids behind like Kevin. You know, on, on Christmas, and now you're, you're trying to give them something nice, like a talk boy for the you, second movie. You know what this is? Washington State and Oregon State are basically Milton from Office Space, where they're just like the company burns down. They're all on an island, just like reaping the, the benefits of it, <laughs> sipping martini. Like, oh, burn the place down. No salt. I said no salt. I said, I said no salt. They keep giving. Me, I'll burn this. I'll burn this place down. down. Like that's them. That's that. That's who they are. Like they're just gonna be sipping, you know, tequila. On a private island somewhere, enjoying their $100 million. Does piece. that mean the rest of the members are like Ron Livingston and those characters, like trying to steal the pennies from from, from them? Kind of. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think that, clearly none of them know how to do crimes. That's, that's true. <laughs> Poor Cal is like working construction for the rest of their lives in the ACC now. <laughs> Who knows? 502-414-1450, the Thornton Sex Line. If you have thoughts on this or anything else, we'll take some text now. Texture says, I'm taking my fiance to her first game tomorrow. Ooh, and I haven't been to a game since I graduated after the 2016 Lamar season. Any new attractions around the stadium you would recommend? This is a big moment for you. Nah, don't ask me. This is all you, Mike. I mean. I don't think I've been there. So I think you've been to a game more recently than I have, Texture. Taking a fiance <laughs> to the game, though, this, this is her first game. First impressions loom large. I, I don't know. I mean, and look, if you've never been to a college football game before, it can be an eye-opening experience. You have to be sitting around the right people. If you're sitting around the wrong drunks that are going to cuss and fight and yell the entire time, she's going to have a bad time. As far as sights to see, I mean, I would take her to Card March. I think that goes without saying. One o'clock, everyone be there. Be too deep, be five deep. I would, I mean, the alley, I guess, if you want to go see some live music, have a place where you can play some cornhole. I mean, if you don't have like a, a signed tailgate, if you're not going there with friends, oh my God. <laughs> Somebody hit the button. Mike's trying to tell you how you can go do the cornhole in the alley by the stadium. Did the guy barge into your room earlier, too, by the way? Uh, he didn't barge in here, but he's walking around the hallway going, is anyone here? And he just busted in and was like, like I was like, was it Bob? Yeah. And I was like, I was clearly talking oh, on the radio. Weird. And he was like, was like waving at me. I was like, I, I can't just talk. I'm sorry. I can't y'all stop. Want, y'all wonder why I told him to get, I threw him out last time. Okay. This, this car alarm is just <laughs> ruining the entire Friday. The vibes are <laughs> off. The, the vibes are now officially off. I, Give me a dollar. Someone turned the I'll car off. I don't even know what we 
you're talking Will somebody please turn this off? A man's relationship is at stake. We're trying to give advice to set the tone for his whole marriage, and this car won't stop beeping. Uh, <laughs> it's right by our windows, too. How am I supposed to chip with this going on? This is ridiculous. I wonder if it's going over the air. If it's not, I mean, it's got to be from no where, when my not. mic is on. It's got to be because I, I mean, it's right behind me. It's absurd. Uh, my window's closed right now, too. I'm going to try to refocus now. Okay, okay. Now, we, we're giving advice, so we're telling him to take his fiance I said, to, behind to, the alley. Go to Card March, not behind the alley. Go where to, there, there's cornhole. Go to the alley. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do this. I know. Okay. This is going to be the rest of the show at this point? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Turn your car off. <laughs> A dollar go out there and start yelling at people. I'm about to lose it. I just had two people text me. It's like I can hear it. It's, it's literally oh, there. We go. There we go. It's right behind me. I'm gonna open the window. And be like, thank you. Jesus Christ. Okay. I'm trying to refocus now. I've never had a car alarm on my car. Have you? This marriage is doomed. This person's marriage is doomed. <laughs> that, that's the. That's a terrible sign. <laughs> One of my favorite stories was when, um, <laughs> when, when podcast Trevor Danny, when he got engaged, he had made like dinner reservations. They, he did it in Cincinnati. He'd made dinner reservations. They took a cab there, and I guess an Uber there. And they go inside, and they're like, the the, the, the person's like, "Hey, we're so excited! Like, we'll escort you to our your seats right now." Also, I don't know if this is a big deal, but we just lost our liquor license, so we can't serve alcohol. And Danny was like, "Uh, yeah, it actually kind of is a well, this, big deal." This was, this was a date. What was it? He just got. Did you not listen to anything? No, I heard you say something. He had just gotten engaged. So okay. celebrating their engagement. He goes there. The, the, the restaurant has lost their liquor license, so they immediately go back out. And they're like, "Yeah, that is kind of a big deal. We, we were celebrating something." Yeah. And they go to the Uber, still there. Thankfully, he's like, "Hey, would you mind taking us somewhere else?" This restaurant just lost their liquor license. We just got engaged. We're trying to celebrate. And he, the Uber driver's like, it's a bad omen for the marriage, man. <laughs> Danny's like, thank you, Uber driver. Appreciate your input there. That's how I feel with this person now. He could have been, you know, Uber's just a side job. He could, have, he, could have had like a, he could have been like a marriage counselor. We're setting this marriage on the wrong path because of this car alarm. Is he on. still married to her? Yeah. Okay. Still going strong. <laughs> I thought you were going to start like, and three months later, they were divorced. The worst text answer we've ever given. I, I, I give you nothing because the car alarm just distracted the entire thing. Your marriage is doomed. I'm sorry. It's not. I'm just. You're not even married yet. I said. Just joking. But run, maybe, run away now. Maybe just don't go to the game. I never took a date to a football game. What was your go-to date spot? I mean, I don't know. I guess just I'm old. Just just dinner or a movie or something. I guess I just never really. Yeah, I never. I mean, other than the the Super Eight with the hot tub. I mean, I'm not, nothing really. Nothing fancy. I guess nothing fancy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just going to a sporting event just doesn't. Uh, yeah, I just never did it. Texas did Mike just have a favor moment? Got Tyler on the brain. I don't even know what that means. What did I do? Tyler, 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 Texter, <laughs> Tyler. Texas, I heard that for basketball season, the CW is rebranding to the KP. There's <laughs> a, a text later on that did about KP that just made me laugh. I'll wait till you get to it. NC State being like the CW's first golden child is is it's a match made in heaven. It's so perfect. Like NC State basically is the CW of the ACC. <laughs> they, they're gonna thrive there. 
Are they really? Yes. I'm trying to think of another school. It's like would... it's technically a national network, but it's the CW. It's like, it's like that's who NC State is. Like Technically, it's a power conference school in North Carolina, but it's not UNC. It's not Duke. It's a, it's, it's <laughs> NC State. I mean, they play. It's uh, a good analogy. Yeah. No, it's one. them. Yeah, that, you're right. They, they play Miami um, this week on the ACC network. They're probably going to lose that game, but they were dominating everybody on the on the CW. They played their back on the CW next week against uh, Wake Forest. They're going to win, win that game. That game yeah. They'll win the game by a million. Then coincidence being the fact to play Wake Forest, but still, yeah, you're right. That's all. I mean, they they thrashed Clemson on the CW. It's who they are. Dave Doran's calling out people left and right because the CW gives him power, gives him strength, gives him energy. Texter says the spirit children gods were very pleased with Trevor's option uh, oration on Friday. <laughs> very pleased indeed, but they require more. They have summoned Mike to read the sacred text in his Mickey Mouse voice. To aid in this critically important endeavor, the sacred text will be written in a soon-to-be-released text with pronunciation aids and additional scripture. Wait a minute. Why does he get pronunciation aids and additional scripture? And I, I got... Well, we both read it. You just weren't here when I did it. I got words that look like it was written by a stroke victim. You read the same thing that I read. Okay. That was the whole point. Mm. And I, I stopped. I was like, I don't even know. I was like, I don't know if, know if I'm supposed to be reading this. <laughs> I feel like I'm summoning some sort of demon. I, I, I feel like I cussed in a certain language. And I just same. Don't know. <laughs> I, don't know if I... I get very nervous when I read words that I don't understand. Like if I accidentally put a curse word in like Spanish or German or something on the air, does I still get in trouble with the FCC? Yeah. I mean, if it's one that everybody knows. No. Okay. Yeah, but if it's one that everybody knows, I probably know it too. Well, I, I don't know how to curse in German, but I mean, I can do Spanish. That's it. I know, I know a couple Spanish words. I think done everybody know like at least one or two Spanish curse words. Yeah, the one that says "tu madre." I, I know that one. <laughs> one that gets the P. No, C actually. Yeah. Well, I was thinking another one, but yeah. Texture says Jeff Brom led us to a comeback against VT at Old Cardinal Stadium in 1992. Last time we we beat Virginia Tech, Jeff Brom was the quarterback. That's a good vibe, right there. That's right, and that's why we're going to beat a miss coach. Damn right. Texas, I was eight for the Marcus Vick stomp game, and I absolutely remember that and also remember being pissed watching the game because we were choking it away, but the Esther in the city was bad that day, so the power went out and we missed a good portion of the fourth quarter. That the, the, I think it means weather. Yeah. Like, okay. There was a storm. I remember that. I remember I went to – I was in a big beat-ups phase then. This is when I was in college. And I, I had ordered a big beat ups phase. I'm not, I've not had beat ups in years at this point. <laughs> we all, everyone goes through a beat ups phase. I, I didn't, but I think the beat ups phase was like the 2000s. Oh, yeah. 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 There was one at Dayton. It was like a huge bar, too. Beat ups was one of the big bars on Dayton's campus back then. But like I had picked up an order at halftime. I came back, and the weather just like turned. And my dad's a big, like, he's very. Like when the weather's bad, like we we always went to the basement when we had warnings and stuff. So we had to go to the basement. We had this old TV. It was one of the TVs. I don't even know if you had a TV like this growing up, where you had to actually like it had like six buttons on the side and you had to push them in for the channel. Like that was the TV that yeah. we had in my basement growing up, and we still had. We well, only had four channels anyway. Exactly, and we still had that when I was in college. So that was and thankfully the game was on NBC, so we could watch it down in the basement. But it kept going in and out because the power kept going in and out. I do remember that part of the game pretty vividly. Like the the storm was terrible, and I was very I was pissed off about everything in the second half. That that changed the whole tone of the game. The local I, weather. Yeah, I, some reason the only thing I remember is my grandmother cussing and and and, and Vic stomping. That's the only thing I can remember. I hate Mark. He was eight. I was twenty six. Makes me feel old. I don't know when people say stuff like that. I'm like, oh, I was yeah, I was, I was, <laughs> I was twenty. I, was, I mean, I was. Well, I was probably twenty five because it was it was it in oh six was the game. It was the very beginning of oh six, January second. Yeah, 2nd, so I was 06. technically twenty five still. Yeah, so it was my like sophomore year of college. 
Texas, if you remember, I believe it was on the way to the football game. I believe it was on the way to the football game, the COVID year. They announced that we had like five starting defensive players out from COVID contract rules. That was like every game, I think, in the second half of that season. Yeah, that whole, that whole season was just yeah wonky. I remember the Wake Forest game, the last game. It was like right before the game. They were like the one that got canceled? They, well, it got pushed back like five times. Like, yeah. We hadn't played in like three weeks. They hadn't played in like a month and a half. And right before the game, they were like, here's Louisville's list of players who aren't playing. Like It was like 22 guys, and then Wake Forest was like 30 guys. I'm like, well, here we go. For all the marbles, <laughs> Louisville-Wake, two-loss team, two-win team versus three-win team. And we won. That's all that matters. Suck it, Clawson. We're the kings of COVID. Texas, the only thing that I remember from the 2020 VTech, VATEC game was thinking whoever had the ball last was going to win and being sad that we lost because it was the first game that I took my father-in-law to. I went to a game at VATEC in 2018, and their fans were nothing but great. I was wearing a jersey of the opposing team, and me and my friends were given at least five free beers each as we walked around the tailgating area talking to people. Well, that's encouraging. Virginia Tech fans maybe okay. I don't think I know any t- Tech fans. I know two. They're both very passionate, both very cool. I like both of them a lot. I feel like I'd met a few here and there when I worked at Cardboard Heroes because that would have been the early 2000s. Take people, a lot of people, whether they were tech fans before or not, were kind of jumping on that wagon with with Michael being there and a couple friends of mine kind of that you know were more, more rooting for him than I guess the team. But it's still, I, don't, I don't guess I don't remember really. I don't know any actually tech fans. It's weird. They have won in their program's history twenty road games against top 15 opponents, but they have not won any since 2012. It's a top 15 opponent? Yeah, which is exactly what we are. I don't know if you knew that. Tech's never, Tech was always uh, having trouble getting uh, that big win sometimes. Yeah, they had a nice run. Mm-hmm. They had a nice run. And you, you look at their, you know, their, their bowl games going back to like the 90s. Like they went Gator, Sugar, Orange, Gator, Sugar, Gator, Gator. God, they love the Gator Bowl. Uh, <laughs> now they, they they won't. I mean, maybe COVID or something. Haven't they gone to a bowl game like every year since like 1990 or something, or at least maybe every beer but one? I think they did not go to. Let's see. It looks like from '93 up until 19 2019. Yeah, uh, up until 2000. Yeah, the, the COVID year is the first year they didn't go to a bowl game. They didn't go to a bowl game last year. Um, and but they went to the one in between the COVID and last year, mm-hmm. so, twenty twenty one. They had the Kentucky game in the Belk Bowl when they you know got punched in the face and then lost. They yeah from ninety three to two thousand nineteen did not it's miss a nice year. Run v- v- very good run. It's not, I mean, that's and that's Beamer and that's a lot of those are ten win seasons. I listened to it. I almost threw it in my mouth and I thought about you today. I was listening to one of their podcasts where they were I like, know where you're going with this, but I'm thank you. <laughs> well, we were having the discussion about how much I hate Beamer Ball and how I always oh, make, yeah. make fun of them talking about, like, for a while there in the 2000s, like, it, the simplest special teams play. Yeah. The announcers would be like, that's classic Beamer Ball there. I'm like, they made an extra point. Stop. <laughs> Snap is good. Beamer Ball. This is Beamer. They don't screw this up. And like I was like, they just missed a field goal five minutes ago. What are you talking about? Races out. Beamer Ball. I was listening to, like, one of the, their podcasts this morning. And they had this whole thing where it was like, all right, keys to the game. What do we need to do? Like, what does the box score look like if Virginia Tech wins this game? And the first the first guy immediately is like, it's gonna have to like it's gonna have to be a beamer ball game. And I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I was like, how dare you? Right. He's like, we're gonna have to win with special teams. We're gonna have to win with 
the turnover battle, and I was like, stop, stop, right? I'm like, that's not, you, you can't just say, like, all the little stuff is Beamer ball. It was just, so, and I hated it so much. Like, anytime they have, like, a, it's like a 20-yard punt return, they immediately zoom in on Beamer on, on the sidelines, who's, like, on Mars, and it's like, it's like this is the man, the mastermind. I'm like, he just, he'd make three people miss tackles on that punt return. Can we get a, can somebody with a sign that's just Braum ball, and it just says, equals just whooping BT's butt? Well, that'd be the worst sign of all time. So that was that was just terrible. That wasn't the worst sign. That was all. awful. It was nothing. Can you imagine if somebody was holding that sign? We'd make fun of that person. Or I'd make fun of that person. Oh, I'd Brommer ball. My whipping VT's butt. <laughs> if somebody's holding that sign, I hope they get their ass kicked in the stands oh, by I our just, own fans. Oh, my. Just with the opposite. This is so horrible. This is the worst thing I've ever heard. Brommer ball. <laughs> whipping VT's butt. No, not Brommer. Just Brom ball. Anybody older than seven holding that sign should have their ass kicked. <laughs> Of an eight-year-old on that side, he'd whoop his ass. By our own fans, yes. You're too old to be doing that. He's 11. Brahma I want to see an ID. Kill him. <laughs> That's not the worst sign. It's terrible. I think you're just bringing vibes down, man. You're bringing them down with terrible sign you ideas. No, I'm bringing them up with sign ideas of telling you how we're going to win. What? Are you, I don't even know what you're talking about today. Texas, I used the what did you do gift from Tommy Boy in an assignment for my students today. It's things like that that keep me saying, go cards, beat Vontae. <laughs> what did you do? What did you do, <laughs> Richard? Let's take a break. When we come back, a few more notable stats for this weekend's game, including... Kids are like, what is this fat guy talking about? What you, is this? you want something to make you feel more confident? I'll give you something to make you feel a little bit more confident. Yeah. One area that's not a concern for Louisville that is an area of concern for Virginia Tech that may come into play tomorrow. We'll talk about that after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, Friday edition here on 1450 Big X. <laughs> Surely appreciate it. What you about to witness is my thoughts. Just my thoughts, man. Right or wrong. Just what I was feeling at the time. Huh. You ever felt like this? Vibe with me. Walk with it. Smile with me. Yo, gather around, hustlers. That's it. You're still living. And get on down to that OJ River. Piss a couple of jewels to help you get through your bit in prison. A ribbon in the sky. Keep your head high. We're back in. Friday, this is the Mike Rutherford Show, 1450-961, the Big X. Next hour, we'll do our Big X, Big Bets of the weekend. We'll make some picks. It's also the first week of Kentucky high school football playoffs, a.k.a. I know people, the news people that cover high school Friday nights every single week, they call this like the running clock weekend because we've got, we have too many classes in Kentucky. We don't need six classes of football. I'm sorry, we don't. You have terrible mismatches, mismatches this week. Uh, I mean, a lot of teams that are very good playing a lot of teams that have two wins and don't really belong in the playoffs. But there are a couple of local notable games, and we'll pick one of them for our high school game of the week coming up in the next hour. If you do have, you're heading out to a high school game tonight. Hopefully all the youngins stay safe, enjoy their moment in the spotlight, and uh, maybe make keep their seasons alive or have their last great memories. TK, do you remember going to, uh, to the last Wagner game you attended and how it made you emotional? Oh, man. What was the last Wagner game I went to? Because they did not make the playoffs this year. No. <laughs> it might have been a playoff game was the last one I went to. Uh, I mean, sadly, I'm thinking this the last one I maybe I think went to was a road game. And I think it was when I when we, we played Danville. 
And we drove down. I mean, my buddy drove down there to watch the game. And it was a Tampa or Boone County. Boone, I mean, it's Boone County. I can't remember which one now. And Both get, good teams. Yeah, and we get down there, and Alfonso Smith took the opening kickoff back for a touchdown. This was a long time ago. Yeah, I know. And he hurt his ankle in the process because he hurt his ankle every other game. And he was out for us the game, and we were up 7 nothing. and at halftime it was 34-7. Mm. And we were still the 7. And me and my buddy were like, we're going to head out. And we're like, we realized we drove like two hours to get there. We were there for like 45 minutes, and we drove back. Mm. So, yeah, that was, I think that might have been the last games I went to. That's been a while. That sounds like a don't I need to get to the cage. I haven't been to the cage in a while. Well, I wouldn't go this week. I've been in a. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe save it for next year. I did, like, when I went to the ACTs and I drove bike over to over to the football stadium, they have gotten, it's gotten fancy now. Like, they've added, they've updated the cage entrance and stuff. I like the, the entrance. They, they, they've, they've updated that since we moved into our house. Yeah, it's like they put, like, a gate up now. And it looks, I don't know, it looks too fancy. I don't like I don't like tribute it as much. to military there at the beginning. At the front. Yeah, well, I mean, I can't get mad about that, but I mean, it's you hate the troops. That's what <laughs> just, I heard just when they want me to be one of them. That's what I heard right there. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you right now, guys. I ain't you ain't gonna have me on there because <laughs> I ain't fighting. I'll be back quickly. I'm, I'm target my size. <laughs> I ain't gonna last. I, I promised before the break a, a stat that makes me feel uh, another one that makes me feel confident about tomorrow. Here it is. So Virginia Tech, the offense has been playing much, much better in recent weeks. Again, maybe that's because they finally have Broyles in there. They got the right quarterback. They got the right philosophy, whatever. Maybe it's because they've been playing crap defenses. But one area where they've been very, very bad has been in the red zone. Last week, you know, they're driving the ball all over Syracuse. They still settled for field goals five different times. They've settled for field goals a ton in the red zone, and a lot of times they haven't converted. Louisville has the number three red zone defense in all of America. You know, I think we've had 14 red zone opportunities. Opponents have scored nine touchdowns. We've stopped them with no points five times. This is a, I mean, this could be another really good matchup for us. We're also the number five defense when it comes to getting off the field in third downs. Virginia Tech has not been good at converting third downs. Again, it all plays sort of into our favor here. VT leaving points on the board. We thrive when that happens. I feel good about this matchup. I like the confidence. Okay, I'm just trying to throw some stuff out. I know, I'm just throwing that there. I'm, I'm, it's sticking. I feel good about it. 502-414-1450. You're <laughs> bringing the heat today. I need more from you. I, I, mean, I brought heat. I just didn't have any heat for the, the, the red zone stat. You brought it at the beginning. I, just, I was hoping for a little bit more. I mean, it's just, the, the, the generator's just re- reloading. Okay. You hear another good thing that happened last night? I, I, yeah. We won a basketball game. The Louisville managers knocked off the Bellarmine managers in the first manager game of the year, 75-67. The Louisville managers beat the team. Shout out to my guy, Chris Misson. 24 points, 7 rebounds. Carson Howard chipped in 21 points, 4 so, assists. So he was more hitting than missing. Hitting, more hitting than missing. 75-67. Suck it, Bellarmine. Yeah, Bellarmine, take that. Our managers are better at basketball than your managers. Yeah, yeah, just because your team can beat ours doesn't mean your managers can beat ours. Damn right, well... <laughs> Damn Roy, that's like it. I don't think their team's gonna the team might not beat ours either. It doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is manager games. <sighs> our manager The manager good. league. Our managers are good. Did you see the story last night? So Kentucky played its final exhibition. Yeah, NCBA. So this, this may be like a something that I was just completely naive to my entire life. So Kentucky played its last exhibition game last night against Kentucky State. Yes. And John Calipari on the pregame show yeah. said that he asked Kentucky State not to play zone. Said he hasn't had time to focus on that aspect yet with his team. And 
Wouldn't that be more reason to have them play zone? Yeah, but just straight up asked K-State, Kentucky State, not to play zone last night, and they didn't. And I was like, first of all, I was like, can we, can, can we do that? <laughs> Cooper, like, hey, guys, can you not shoot threes tonight? Can you not guard us? <laughs> can you not go for rebounds? We had some issues with that recently. <laughs> but apparently this happens in exhibition games fairly frequently. Like Was Kentucky or just in general? In general. I've heard that Louisville has done this, like, this year. Like, we asked Kentucky's, <laughs> Kennesaw, uh, Kentucky Wesleyan to do some certain things or not do some certain things, and clearly it didn't, didn't help. But Unfortunately, though, we chose the wrong one. The question you should have asked Kenny Payne is, please don't beat us. Yeah, I mean, it was – but, like, I, I, I know somebody who played for a team that played Kentucky in an exhibition game, and he said this was, like, a, a, over 10 years ago. This was, like, 2012, 2013, somewhere around that time frame. And he was like, we got instructions not to play zone against them because, you know, he was you – know, they didn't want to do that. So I guess it's a real thing that actually happens, which seems insane to me that, like, you're allowed in an exhibition game where the team that you're paying to come and play, I get that you're – you're quite literally hiring them to come and play a game. They are your employee, technically, I guess. Yeah, but like so are the, the games that actually matter. Like so, like UMBC is a buy game for us. Like we're paying them to come play us. But you would think the ex- like this matters a lot to them. Like for for uh, Kentucky Wesleyan, beating us is a big deal, even if we suck this year. Like it's something that they can hang their hat on. They got some national news. They were on Sports Center. They got some run out of it. Like the games are a big deal to the teams that you're playing. It shocks me that you can like sort of instruct them how to play if you're the team that is the buyer here. It just and where does that – at what point does that stop being true? Like, can you know, Butler get away with doing this? You know, if they if they hired Kentucky State to come play them and they're like, hey, guys, can you not play zone? Is the Kentucky State coach like, yeah, screw you, you're Butler. I don't, I don't, I don't give a bleep. You're not I mean, I would, if I was K-State's it. coach, I would tell it to Cal. I would, too. Yeah, I'd be like, no, no we're going to play however we want to play. It's I a mean, game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if, 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 yeah, you can't tell me how to – can you not play man-to-man? I mean, can I, I just go both ways here? I mean, what, what's the deal? Yeah, I'd be like, you know. can you not shoot from, like, inside half court, please? Yeah, can you not be an arrogant POS? I mean, that, that's that's my kind of my response. But, I mean, yeah, I, that's no, I would not. Yeah, I, think <laughs> I know just in passing, and he'd probably have never been in a situation. Imagine a coach going up to, like, a, Bobby, a young Bobby Knight and be like, hey, Coach Knight, uh, can you not play? I mean, he'd probably hit him with a chair. Hey, beat him. Well, the game was canceled because Bobby Knight beat up the other coach in the locker room for asking him not to play zone. Can you not, or not running the motion offense? Yeah, so he got asked um, about this after the game, during the, the post-game press conference. And, and he said, hey, I saw that, during, I guess, during the pregame radio show, you mentioned Kentucky State. Maybe you didn't want them to do zone because you don't have time to focus on that with your team. How much of an emphasis is that for you this weekend as you head into Monday? He said, I don't know because I haven't watched that much tape, and I will have to watch Sam Houston's tape and see if, we, if, if he played zone. If you watch this, in, first of all, Sam Houston's not one guy. If you if you watch this in Toronto, <laughs> well, he, he can be. <laughs> we were a great zone offensive team because we put Trey in the middle and shooters around him. We even had high low stuff. We're fine. Tomorrow was going to be our zone day, nothing but zone, both on defense and offense. And they reminded me they have an off day tomorrow, so it's going to have to be at some point on Saturday. But Sunday's got to be a normal day before the game practice. You can't go two or three hours. We will have a hard game. I don't even know what's he even talking about there. <laughs> Has Cal really lost it? Maybe the I, I think the Kyle Tucker article just sent him over the edge. He's, He's not done. paying attention anymore. He's done. Although they did win that last game uh, last night by like forty-five points, so clearly not totally checked out. Yeah, didn't DJ Wagner lead him scoring? Did he? I thought so. I think I think he had like I think he had fourteen or something. DJ Wagner. DJ Wagner. Nice to have him on the team, right? Where would we be with? What would we have lost to Kentucky Wesleyan if we had DJ Wagner? 
I mean, at this point, I'm just like, you could give us Kentucky's team. I'm not <laughs> sure we could have beaten Wesleyan. <laughs> oh, man. Welcome welcome to my level, low levels of low there, Mike. Good to have you around, buddy. I am begging Jeff Brown to keep winning. I've been down here by myself just kind of hanging out, and I've been looking up at you, and you're up. You finally, the elevator's finally gotten down to me. Welcome, welcome to my death. First of all, I was lower than you originally, so don't act like no, you've been no. like you've been driving the ship for a while. No, I was ahead of you last year, but then I just I went went by you on the way down. Not really, because I was trying to be optimistic last year. This time, I know you were. You were trying to be optimistic when we hired him. I tried. He failed. That's last time. That's what I get for trying. Would you like to hear positive basketball recruiting news? <laughs> is it about us? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Women's team, isn't it? You're damn right. It is. Yeah. I was gonna say. Yeah, that's it. I was like, wait a second. Sneaky little punk. <laughs> ESPN in the 2024 class. You know, we mentioned we just got the commit from Gilbert Arenas' yep. daughter. Yep. Out of She's the a real gun, though, I hear. out of the best uncommitted players in the class, the, the the seven best uncommitted women in this 2024 class, Louisville's a finalist for three of them. Jelone Cambridge, who's the number three overall player in the class, she's down to Ohio State, Florida, LSU, Baylor, and Louisville. Kennedy Smith, the number five overall player in the class, she's down to USC, UCLA, Duke, South Carolina, and Louisville. And then McKinley Randolph, Zach Randolph's daughter, she is down to Notre Dame, Michigan State, and Louisville. She's the number 21 she visited with overall player with Papa in the class. Recently, right? She did not come, just that Zach came. She was not here for that. She's been here before, but she was not on that visit last weekend. Is that unusual? I mean, Dad's just checking it out. Wants to get, get a lay of the land. Feel the vibe, that, feel the rhythm. Is feel that the common in recruiting? I don't know. I guess I think it happens. I think it's mm-hmm. you know he's Zach, he's Zach Randolph. He does what he wants. Why well, don't I'm not telling him no? But I'm just saying I mean, he could come me right now, and I'd be like, "Here's your radio show, Mr. Randolph." But I just I didn't I didn't know how common it was for like father parents to go on recruiting trips without the recruit. It happens. Okay, I, I I believe you. We're very much we we abide by the Jeff Brom system here of just one game at a time. We're fully focused on Virginia Tech, but. I saw this news, too. We know that there's going to be, even if we beat Vatek and we beat Virginia on Thursday, there's a, a tough game, what I think is going to be a tough game, against Miami in the penultimate weekend of the regular season. And now Miami's doing the thing where they're, they're up in the stakes. They're going to, during that game, retire Gino Toretta's number 13 jersey, the Heisman Trophy winner. Worst Heisman winner probably in the last 30 years. Well, they're celebrating him. So you're saying the vibes are still going to be good because Gino Toretta sucked. Yes, Toronto was a bum. I remember not liking him. I don't remember much else. I know well, he's a bum in the NFL. I know that. Yeah, he was. Uh, I mean, but still, one, it's one of the worst Heisman winners in pro- literally. I mean, it's, they're trying to bring back the positive vibes, though. I mean, didn't, didn't, like honor someone from like before Gino Toronto. the one that lost to Alabama in the Sugar Bowl for the national title, I believe. Right? Was, was he the quarterback of that team? I think you're right. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he, lost Troy Smith did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Troy, I think you're right. I'm probably forgot about Troy Smith Heisman win. Gino, he might be off the hook a little bit. Troy there. Smith was bad. Troy Smith was a bad winner, yeah. And that was a bad one. At least like guys like Rashawn Salam had 2,000 yards rushing. I mean, yeah, that was – yeah, Troy Smith and Gino Toretta. Toretta's the one I used to always pull out, though, when I'm like – when you want to make fun of someone, like, he could win the Heisman. He must be good. I'm like, Gino Toretta. Clearly not everyone who wins is good. I mean, if they're going to retire anybody's jersey, retire Devin Hester's for this game, right? What do you, that would just, yeah. That's what I'm do, saying. Yeah, do that because that's going to piss us off. Yeah, exactly. Like, Which brings me to, like, I feel like I tweeted out yesterday. The text line brought it up. I agree. It hasn't gotten enough attraction. We need Elvis Doomerville 
to come here in for this game tomorrow, and we need him not to press the button at the start. We need him to stomp on the button. I am for Place it. would go nuts. Do we not know? Like, do we have to be confirmed who is? The no, problem? we haven't. They haven't announced yet. Maybe they're going well, to like they they have it set up for Elvis, and they're just going to surprise you. God, I mean, can you imagine? Doerville gets up there, stands up on the button, and then just stomps on it. <laughs> Orgy's all over Ellen and Stadium. You just put that it, you, lay, you lay a big jersey over it. Maybe the, maybe a bridge too far. Actually, you know what? No, it's it's good. I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm no, 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 no bridge. Is Marcus Vick alive? Oh, I hope he is. He's got to be alive, right? I, I know he had some some troubles. I mean, he might I don't in, think he's died. He might be in prison, but I don't know. The, I'm pretty sure he's alive. I just want to make sure that if we're going to do this, that it's not. Uh, he's alive. Yeah, he's alive. He's only four months younger than me, or older than me. I thought he was like 45. He is 39. Yeah, born nice. on March 20th, 84. Nice. Does it say where he's currently? Yeah, is, are you on his Wikipedia page? Yeah. Yeah, this is the last update was in March of 17. He was arrested, but guilty for drug per- possession. Oh, this legal trouble section is lengthy. Yeah, it's longer than his career. It's longer than his career. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm fine with putting the jersey down. Yeah, I mean, he, I don't think he's in prison right now. Yeah, he looks like he's just serving. Uh, well, I don't care if he's in prison. I just want to make sure he's not dead. Well, <laughs> just on the inside. I forgot that he also, <laughs> they eventually made him apologize. And I'd also forgotten that. In that same season, he got caught on national TV giving the middle finger to the West Virginia fans. Well, that one I, I excuse. I'm okay with that. Yeah, but it's not a good look I mean, for who, him. Who of all of us has wanted to flick off a West Virginia crowd? Everyone's wanted to. Yeah, I mean, come on. That's I can't really get mad at Marcus on that one. One of my favorite, <laughs> one of uh, Brian's stories when he was playing, the 05 game where we lost them in quadruple overtime or whatever in Morgantown, he's like, I was walking off the field. I was getting ready to take my helmet off, and as I'm like pulling it up, it got hit in the head with a battery. And he's like, I just he's like, kept the helmet on for the rest of the trip back to no, the locker room. No, that's the West Virginia trip, yeah. Yeah, he was, he was like, he's like, it was uh, that was an eye-opener moment. Because the, the fans were like storming the field and stuff, too. And he's like, they're just pelting us with things. I remember Bayman wanted, wanted to go to that game or whatever. The, the, the year, it was the year after the, the, we lost the, the Slayton game. Was that, I, I can't remember. 05. Yeah, it was one of those years. Yeah, it was one of those years that we went, my buddy was like, we should go to the West Virginia game. I'm like, No. I don't want to, because if I get drank and, uh, and I you get drank, if I, yeah, if I start drinking there, I'll start saying stuff. And the next thing I know, I'm not making it out of West Virginia properly. No, I mean, that would be. I, I have, a, when I would do drinking at UofL UK game football games, I sometimes by the skin of my teeth making it out of Commonwealth without getting beat up. And not always. Some, I mean, I had stuff thrown at me on many occasions. Oh, yeah. I, I, I had stuff thrown at me there, too. It's fine. <laughs> this is the, so th- this is the story that I was talking about. Um, the officials apologized for the the Marcus Vick game. The the exact quote, and I feel like this was the the official was definitely overcompensating for the fact that he got embarrassed. I mean, because remember the the storyline for the game after it happened wasn't that Virginia Tech won. Everyone was talking about the Marcus Vick stomp. Michael had become such a big figure, controversial figure. That Marcus Vick stomping on Elvis Dumerville, who was our best player on that team, by the way, mm-hmm. was a was it was a huge deal. So the official well, that was here, he set the record for sacks, wasn't it? Twenty sacks, which is unbelievable. Yeah, twenty sacks. Steve Usacek, Usacek, useless check, maybe. Uh, he nice joke, man. Thank you. <laughs> he said that no official saw this when it happened, and it was late in the second quarter. Wow, well, I'd like at least. That's better than the guy. I hope he, no one saw it. What if he'd been like, oh, yeah, we all watched it. We were like, 
Well, you eh. said he got flagged. <laughs> you said you thought he got penalized for it. I, I mean, my memory a little bit, but I also told your memory's hazy. Yeah, too. which I mean, somebody would have seen that if, if he got flagged, he would have seen it. But the, the official aid crew said nobody saw it, and the exact quote was, "We missed that, and I'm sorry we did." The TV, everybody saw it but us. I wish we had the opportunity to talk to Vic because that was complete bull bleep. You bet I would have thrown his ass out. I'm like, you're trying too hard, man. You're, you're, you're cussing in this official quote. I would have thrown his ass out. You're trying to be a hard ass. Like, you miss a dude just stomping on another player in the middle of the game. Like, what, what a worthless official. Grow up. I don't. Apology not, not accepted. Ooh. Apology not accepted. What if he's still refereeing? Probably not. He was like, he also said, like, it's a, we've got to deal with that. He's like, I would have been officiating out there till midnight if I could have. This has to stop. These Virginia, t-. I was like, come on, man. You're, you're, you're overcompensating. Get over it. I'm also not seeing when I was looking for that story in 2012, Marcus Vick apologizes for Twitter rampage. I don't even remember this. Wait, Twitter rampage? We had Twitter no six? 2012. Oh, okay. Never mind. All right. I mean, Michael Vick's brother Marcus did not like the way the Eagles were playing, the way that they were coached, or the way the fans oh, were yeah, talking was, about the starting he, quarterback. He was with us, yeah, no twelve, yeah, that was, and that was when he was he he the, the shine had worn off the newness, and he was having some injuries again, and he was about on his way out the door. Yeah, he his his Twitter rampage said the phone. Please trade my brother. We were requesting out of Philly. Please, wow. please, please. Effing line bleepy. I never seen a QB get pressured so fast. Finally, a long run. Damn, that's the best hole the line opened up all year. WTF. Super bad decision. Mistake after mistake. I mean, yeah, this, it just, God, he talked to you. That was, well, that was a, a 12 team that went like 4 and 12. And then we, then that was also Andy Reid's last year. <laughs> I just, like, so all these, first of all, the one thing that stands out to me is like, this is, this was national news. And now I'm like, I see this rant 55 times a day. Like, this, this, oh, this yeah. is nothing. But the very last tweet uh, in in Marcus Vick's quote Twitter rampage is, "Get Mitt Romney off my TV. He's the last person I want to hear talk right now." <laughs> but, then, <laughs> but apparently that was so bad in 2012 that Michael Vick had to go ahead and apologize for it. I love my brother. It's hard as hell to watch him taking all these shots. Uh, I'm sorry if I offended anyone. Marcus Vick said, "Definitely didn't mean to put Mike in a tough spot." I'm not only watching as a fan; I'm watching as his blood. I love him. I he, mi- he's I, my brother and gotta love him. I miss when those were controversies. Like he's basically just criticizing play calling. I mean, like he's that like team was in, that team took a lot of hits too. Yeah, he's like, look what protection do. Why does it only take three quarters to figure stuff out? Defense got to get in the stop. Let's play ball. Like this is normal parents tweeting now. Like this is normal family members tweeting. There's nothing really that over the top about it. We have dads being like threatening to pull their kids out of the program in the middle of games now. Ruben Owens' dad was basically like, I'm, he's going to transfer in his second game at Texas A&M. This is nothing. Has he transferred out of A&M yet? No, but his dad was like threatening to pull him out. He's not doing that much there either. Speaking of, of transfers uh, playing last night, I did check the box score. Grand Canyon had their oh. first uh, first game, exhibition game of the season. They beat somebody like, like 106-40. to 40. Um, Cindy Curry did not start in the game, came off the bench. He had five points and eight rebounds. Okay. It seems like the legacy of... I think that's every that's more than Gahan did his entire time there. Well, it does seem like the legacy of us being like, damn, he's going to light it up there at Grand Canyon and, yeah. and eventually not do... I mean, because that Grand Canyon team is going to be good. They won their conference last year. They brought back a lot of guys. Like, he is probably... Yeah, but Curry... But, he's not going to start for them. No, but Curry's a guy that gives you six, seven points and six, seven rebounds a game, start or off the bench. That's about what I expect from him anyway. 
Isn't it crazy that you're saying that though? When a year ago we were like, this guy's going to go for 18 and 10. Like he's going to be the, he's going to be the, he's going to, we're building the offense around him. Now he goes to Grand Canyon. It's like, if he averages six points a game at Grand Canyon, that's pretty good for him. I'm, yeah, but I mean, I have, there's, there's a reason why I said that. It was on drugs. <laughs> we all were. The drug was Sidney Curry's I, last three games I, I of play, 2022. Yeah, I played, I what can I say? <laughs> Rick James, when talking to Rick James, what can I say? <laughs> drugs, drugs, drugs are, drugs are a B, man. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> well, if you're thinking 20 and 10 from Curry, you might have been on that. I don't think I was thinking that high. No, I don't think many people were. Yeah, but he was but like, I was thinking, yeah, like 10 maybe. I was thinking double, a possible double-double guy, yeah. It is hilarious, like, looking back on it, that the two players that everybody were like, hey, if we get Sidney Curry and L. Ellis back, like Kenny Payne's gonna have no trouble turning this thing around. Withers in no time. takes a step forward. Yeah, and like trainer moves up. That's the forgotten thing in all this. Everybody talks about the guys who transferred and all this stuff. Like we got the guys to stay. I say we like as the fan base. The guy, the guys who chose to stick around yeah. were by and large the players that the fan base wanted. And then we were like Roosevelt Wheeler sucks. Everybody's like we wanted Roosevelt Wheeler to stay. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it was a we, we got the roster that we wanted to. We just didn't get the the transfer coaching. portal guys and 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 the coaching. Um, Kamari lands. I did see in their second, I guess, exhibition game had 15 points and four rebounds, one assist. I mean, Missy playing. He's starting and he's playing. It looks like about uh, he's playing a little bit over 20 minutes. I mean, the, I mean, Lance is surprising. Lance is. I thought. I mean, you saw Lance the potential be, Lance last year. He'll be a year. player for sure. He probably would have came along sooner if he had some better coaching in, in last year as well. But I mean, the talent was there. I, you saw that. He looked like a guy that could be yeah, an effective, especially a junior wing player in college. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I mean, I, I haven't seen... He'd like, be a star, but I mean, a good second-tier guy, maybe. Like, I don't think this Arizona State team is going to be spectacular or anything, but he'll be a good player on a decent team that will... You know, Arizona State, they live in the, the first four. They're always they're, they're yeah. constantly on the bubble with Bobby Hurley, and he'll be a, a really good player for them. Um, I also saw that the Daily Tar Heel had a feature on Jalen Withers yesterday. Ooh, how's, how's Withers doing? I... Like Withers, I think we've all kind of agreed he might be the, the the disappointing of the transfers. Maybe I think he's going to do exactly what he did to Louisville. Like he'll be a bench. Well, he won't be relied on as much. He'll be a bench player for them, but he'll have games where he scores like 16 points and looks really good, and then he'll have games where he just you know hits the side of the backboard and does nothing, and that will be that. Uh, they talked about it being a him being an outside threat and versatility to the the forward position. Of course, they bring up the. He, he grew up dreaming of playing for North Carolina. His dad played at Charlotte, all this stuff. Uh, it's, I mean, I, I hope, like, I never heard a bad word about Jalen when he was here. He was frustrating to watch play because you saw the potential and you just saw him not being able to piece it all together. But I also think that he didn't really get a, a fair shake here. I don't think he's going to be great at UNC, but I think he'll, like, like, I think he'll be more comfortable there. I mean, it's, yeah, he was, was always frustrating for us, but I'm sure it had been frustrating for him too as well. Yeah. I mean, he, he, had, I mean, he came here under Mac. Then redshirted, then, I mean, was, was then, you know, had the, the whole Mac debacle, and then you had, you know, the KP. And it's, yeah, it was it was just a cluster, dumpster fire, whatever you want to call it, the entire time he was here, unfortunately. It was, it's hard, it's maybe hard to get a group going. His only quote in the story when he talked about Louisville was uh, talking about, like, he thought briefly about not playing any more college basketball, but he said, I felt like I needed to give it one more shot. I think that I gave Louisville a lot of not only my mental energy, but as well as my physical energy. I think it was just time for a change. So he came home. I mean, yeah, he got to go. He got to go play for North Carolina. I think that's. 
It's quite the, uh, the, the olive branch like falling there. upwards, is that right? <laughs> quite the lifeline. <laughs> Searching for anywhere to go. Outside, like, oh, yeah, UNC will take me. That's that's fine, especially for a North Carolina kid. Uh, best of luck to those guys. I mean, you know, we'll see how uh, – tracking the transfers will be interesting this year. I Where did Fabio Basile end up going? Like, southeastern Louisiana? I don't even remember what that was. Where, where no, he, no, the Louisiana was the, the kid from Louisiana. Devin Ree? Yeah, didn't where he, did go, he went to La Tech, right? That sounds right, but where did Fabio Basile end up going? Did we, can we call him La Tech? Yeah, we can call him La Tech. I didn't know who. <laughs> Fabio Basile went to UT Arlington. Okay. No idea if he's I mean, doing He barely played here, though. So. I, mean, I have no idea what, what Fabio is going to do. Who knows? But remember how, it went, in one brief time in our life, I hope we look back in 10 years, we're like, hey, remember that one time in our life where Fabio Basile was a, was a big thing that we talked about? <laughs> it was a bad time. It's a bad Bye, time. The, the, the this generation's prelude Davis. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> Take a break. When we come back, 5 o'clock hour is up next. We'll turn the full focus back to Virginia Tech, and we'll get you ready for the weekend ahead in the world of football. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Last segment, last hour of the week, coming up next here on 1450 and Pump-up Friday. Come with it now. I got faith because there's one curse word in here and they don't block it out very well. Okay. That's, I'm going to it right here. That's good. That's, the, well done. Well done. Get the bleep off the commode. Well done. Okay. The rest uh, of the song is good, though. Yeah. yeah it's all good. Uh, we've got the, in addition to all the, the exciting stuff going on in the world of Cardinal sports, uh, first and foremost being the Louisville Virginia Tech game tomorrow afternoon that we're going to talk about Vatek. throughout this hour. Vatek, thank you. We also have Breeders' Cup going on right now. Just saw Big Evs win the Junior Cup, uh, Junior, uh, the Juvenile Turf Sprint. There's horse racing going on? There's horse racing going on. And if you're looking for a local angle, how about this? There's, there's a reason to pay attention, even for somebody like you. Maybe sprinkle a little cash out there. David Miller, who played, Louisville native, who played football at UofL in the late 80s. He went to Trinity, played in the mid-80s on, on Coach Nellenberger's teams. He's currently the, the president and the owner of MPG Media Services. He's a third, a one-third owner in the Horse 3 Technique that's going to run in nice. the Breeders' Cup Sprint. And they bought the horse. They claimed the horse for just 40000 a couple years ago from Bill Parcells. It won a derby race a couple of years ago at 36-1. to 1, And you'll know it when you see it because it's got UofL silks. It's got the UofL colors. It's got okay. the, the Cardinal Bird on it. So, you know, you so see, they bought that when Parcells was was house shopping for the UK job. Exactly. That's he was in town. They were like, he's like, hey man, <laughs> gotta get these horses off me. Go ahead and just you know. I think I'm gonna pass on this job. And they're, I think they're I've been I've been, they passed me over for Joker Phillips. I loaded up on horses thinking I was gonna get this gig. They wanted Joker. Yeah. Take some of these horses off my hands, and they were like, <laughs> sure, we'll make this happen. But three technique is gonna run in the Breeders' Cup Sprint tomorrow. It, it won't be a favorite, but. Hey, it's it runs big in big races. Support a local, sprinkle some coin, make some money, go three technique. Make it. I'm taking. I'm. I, I, can, can you bet on it for me? Yeah, I'll bet on it for you. All right, give me give me two across the board on three technique. Three across the board. Ooh, nine dollar bet. Uh huh. Three Can you do that? Yeah. Okay. I said Big Evs the winner there in a exacta, which did not hit. 
So. You know, three technique, three dial three across the board. Yeah. Talk about the threes. Going to get Becker Law Office involved. I get it now. I agree with my first bet today. We'll see how the rest of the day goes. But we are focused here on Louisville, Virginia Tech, Cards, Focus, and Hokies. Baby. Battling tomorrow, sole possession of second place in the ACC is on the line. Control of your own destiny in the race to play in the ACC championship game is on the line. Louisville, three point or nine and a half point favorites. You got three on my mind now. Uh, nine and a half point favorites, <laughs> <laughs> according to the the spread. You know, there's there's this talk about the rumors out there. I just got, I said what I know at the beginning of the show. You know, some of these guys might play. Some of some of these guys might not play. They they all might play. They all might not play. We just don't know. It's the same guys in addition to one other guy that have been banged up for a while. They have not moved the line. It's been still nine and a half. It opened at eleven and a half. So it, the early money came in on Vatek, but it since has been pretty stable for the rest of the week. Like I, I think that that's probably a fair line. I did see that we that we were unfortunately one of Chris Felica's best bets of the weekend was Vatek covering that nine and a half. But mm. you know he's he's what does he know? He's not more right than us. Bleep Felica. <laughs> Easy. I like, I like the bear. <laughs> the bear's a good guy. Have you seen the uniforms? Oh, is that the bear's real name? Yeah, Chris Felica. I, I don't remember his real name. Have I, you seen the uniforms that we're wearing tomorrow? Uh, do I, I mean, no. So it's salute to service game. We're basically wearing the. Are we wearing the 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 the, cla- the the flag inside the the red, white, and blue inside the Cardinal Head logo, whatever. Kind, yeah, I mean, it, we're not doing that, but it's sort of. We're wearing the white helmets with the Heisman bird logo again, and then like black, like dark black uniforms is what it looks like. Okay. So salute to service threads. It's salute to service day. It looks fine. I, I did see I'm somebody. Guess, that's fine. Somebody who was like, some somebody in the comment section was like, the one thing that I have, the one problem I have with the Jeff Brom era is Jeff's jersey selection. Like he's, I like Satterfield's jersey. I was like. Buddy, the head coach doesn't pick the jersey. I don't think Jeff really gives two bleeps about the jersey, right? He doesn't. Yeah, he's like, I was like, if you think this, it's all about the equipment staff. Like, I don't think the coach knows what they're wearing until like the morning of the game. How much do you think the, 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 the head coach really gives any, like on a scale of one to 10, one being I don't care to 10 being it matters everything to me in terms of what jerseys they're wearing? Not at all. I mean, I mean, negative a two, maybe. Yeah. If the players are happy, then I think he's happy. Unless it's something they've lost in and he's like really superstitious or something. I don't know. I just like to envision a scenario where it's the Friday night before the game, or it's like the Monday night of, of game week, and Brian's just like pouring over game film, and Jeff's just like in the back corner, like holding up uniform combinations. He's got like those those detailed, like seamstress drawings, those mock ups. He's just like, he's like, I don't know. The red just doesn't pair well with the white here. Like, we need to go, like, He's just like he's like you guys do the film. You, you guys break down the film. I've got like five more hours of, of just finding the perfect uniform combination here. Uh, he's you grab his what you think is his play sheet. It's actually a drawing of the, the jersey design. <laughs> he's just scribbling, <laughs> scribbling. Uni- scribbling, scribbling mock-ups during yeah. the game <laughs> on the sidelines. It's like, We're down by ten, coach. Hold on. Let me do something here. Uh, Keith Wynn wrote a good post on, on Car. He always all of Keith Wynn's posts are great. But he wrote about he does a what to watch for. Somebody should hire him. Some, well, he's, he's hired. We pay him. <laughs> if you write for us, we're going to pay you. Uh, he Really? Yeah. He um, he has a couple of, of things to look for. The one, the big thing, and this is the consistent thing that I heard from all the Virginia Tech people covering this game, is it's great that they're 3-1 and one in conference play. It's great that they've won three of their last four, and they've, you know, they've, they've hammered their opponents in those three wins. But nobody knows whether or not they're a fluke. Like they have not played in a game like this and played well in a game like this. Is beating Pitt and Syracuse and Wake Forest more impressive than losing to Rutgers and Purdue and um, who's the Marshall? 
Of course. Yeah. But is it that impressive to think that you're going to come into a place where Louisville has not lost in 10 games and beat a team that's nationally ranked right now in the top 13? We'll find out. It's still the same team that lost to a two-win Purdue team at home. They've unlocked some stuff at defense, but they've also done the thing that I think that you see when defenses are bad at the beginning of a season and they, they turn a corner, i.e. us last year, typically the fix is is just like selling out and being like, we're going to go kamikaze style. Like, like we are, we're blitzing everybody. We may give up some big plays, but we're going to try to force turnovers and get a bunch of sacks. And I feel like that's what Virginia Tech has done. I don't think the, the, the personnel is the same. The secondary is not great. The defensive line I do think is good, but they just, they try to play in the backfield constantly. Like they are fourth in the country in sacks. They also give up a ton of big plays and they're just not good at all against the run. This should be a team that we can run the ball effectively against, even if Jawar Jordan isn't 100%, even if Jawar Jordan doesn't play. I, I like our ability, even if we, we have a couple of offensive linemen who are dinged up, I like our ability to be able to run on them. They, they've also gotten the, the, the Bisoul Tutin kid, who I, his first name I'm not sure if I'm even pronouncing correctly. He's been really good in addition to Kyron Drones. Like, like they've, they've, they play well off of one another. They need a run game to keep opposing defenses honest, and Drones' feet does that. But also, you have to have a traditional back as well. Tootin has stepped up and been that guy. Uh, he rushed for 118 yards against Syracuse last week and also had a 100-yard game against Pitt. They're running the ball well. I think if you're Louisville, you feel like it's kind of the same setup as you've had the last several weeks where you've got a team that wants to be run first. You've got a team that, that is going to be uncomfortable playing from behind if they have to throw it a bunch. We saw how that worked against Duke. We saw how that worked against uh, against Notre Dame. We would have seen how it worked against Pitt if the offense could have done a little bit more after we got an early lead. You want to make them them one-dimensional. Sell out to stop the run. Don't let Drones. I mean, Drones is probably the most versatile quarterback we had as far as a dual threat perspective. Like He's the best running quarterback we faced this season, and it makes me a little bit nervous. This is a game where I think the linebackers are going to be asked to do more than they've been asked to do so far this year. I mean, TJ and, and Jalen and all of those guys, like they're going to have to to maintain the edge. You're gonna have to have somebody who's spying drones. Like we've they've kind of been just freed up to tee off on dudes this year because our defensive line has been so good. They're gonna have to be a little bit more versatile, I think, in this game. And if they're not, then Virginia Tech's gonna be able to run the ball effectively against us. But we need to sell out to stop the run, make them beat us with a long ball. And, and again, Jarvis Brownlee, I don't think is going to play. Storm Duck is good enough to hold his own out there. I mean, he's been picked on a little bit, but you have the safeties. You've got Quincy Riley still. You sh- Devin Neal played with drones at Baylor. He knows some of his tendencies. They, they wrote about that this week. Let the secondary do their thing. If they can beat us deep, so be it, but make them prove it. Avoiding I the, agree 100%. Last thing, and I think this is where if you wanted to ever have a, a positive to come out of the pit game, it's this. Avoiding the letdown game. Everybody, everybody on that team should have at least heard some of the whispers after the, the Notre Dame win that you know, Jeff Brom, after a top 25 win, they always lose the next week. We still came out. like I, I don't think that coming out not ready to play was the problem. Like We came out and we kind of punched Pitt in the mouth. It was just maintaining that and stopping the stupid stuff against Pitt that got us beat. The elements played a factor. Jawar beating Hurt played a factor. But if there was ever a, a fear of overlooking an opponent, reading your own press clippings, looking ahead to, you know, are we going to play in the conference championship game? Look at us in the college football playoff rankings. Virginia Tech's only four and four. That should have been nipped in the bud by what happened to us against Pittsburgh. Like I don't think that if we lose tomorrow, I don't think it's going to be because we got too high and mighty on ourselves again. 
Like, I don't think that's going to be the issue. I think it'll just be we had some guys hurt, and we played a team that's red hot, and they just beat us. Like, I expect this team to be fully focused. I think the crowd will help that. I'm expecting it to be a good crowd. This team has been fantastic at home. Like, there's really, even with the the potential injuries, even with, you know, Jack Plummer maybe being asked to do more than he's been asked to do in recent weeks, this is a game that I think Louisville should win. And I feel confident about it. I think it'll be tight. I think it'll be back and forth a little bit. But I think we're the better team. I know I said that against Pitt. But I do think this time, as long as we don't have the turnovers and that Beamer ball stuff doesn't creep up, we should be able to to come out on top. I don't think, I mean, Virginia Tech's only played one good team in this month. They've been good, and Florida State beat them by 22, and it really wasn't that close. So where's your confidence level right now at this point at 5.15 on Friday? I'm going to say. I mean, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still at 8.9-ish, close to 9. I'm a 7.4.5. Mm. 7.4. Well, I'm more naturally cautious than you are. Okay. I mean, you were a 9.9. You, you were a 10 for the Georgia Tech game. We almost lost. I'm sorry. We did what? We were, you were a 10. Because I, I swore I saw all I heard was we didn't lose, and we won. Well, you were very high for the pick game as well. Yeah, I know I was. That was my fault for picking it that way. Just saying. <laughs> hey, I've been high on all our games, and I've only been wrong once. <laughs> Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Let's take a few uh, texts here. Texter says, uh, did Bashir get in trouble with alcohol? <laughs> it's a hard left turn. Did he? I can't. I can't see for sure getting trolled alcohol. There was a video of him being drunk, but it wasn't like he was. He was doing anything wrong. He was just drunk in a video. Like I could see him coming out of like a house of uh, like a bordello or something, like trying to sneak out. But I couldn't see him with alcohol. Well, no. He, he, there's a video of him drunk that's been out there for a couple weeks. No, oh, well, but he's just like it's 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 dude being drunk. Yeah, like, he's a dude being drunk. Yeah, well, he wasn't in public, was he? No, I don't think no. He was. Just, like, he wasn't like walking through the streets like yelling or something. No, he was. He wasn't driving. He wasn't just like hanging out the window with a <laughs> bottle of Seagrams. <laughs> Off to my daily press conference. (laughs) (laughs) Time to make some budget cuts. Sorry, teachers. Sorry, I got, I got, I got the hearing impaired woman driving. If we're good, (laughs) she's using her hands for good today. Texas says uh, KP hates uh, Thornton. He's a speedway guy. That was the text I saw that made me laugh when I just saw KP as a speedway guy. I just made me giggle when I first saw that. I was like, it's funny. Texas says. It's weird because when I lived in Bowling Green, that's all you got down there in Bowling Green Speedways. It's, it's so weird to like you down there. Growing up, I was a big Chevron guy. Uh, yeah, I went to a lot of Chevron. Well, I, I love was, a good Mountain Dew slushy. See, now I was a BP guy because I had a BP gas card when I turned 16. Ah. So, I mean, I lived off. And it's funny because like, it used to be, there used to be BPs everywhere. Now, yeah. I mean, I don't even know. I, I can't remember the last time I saw one. And I had a, the first gas card I had, a, I actually had two. I had a BP and I had a she, uh, Chevron. But I always used the BP because they had more, uh, I mean, I I lived like eating at BP off gas station food for a month. And then I'd get my credit card bill and pay it off. And I'd be broke after paying it off. So I had to spend the next month eating off BP card again. That's sad. <laughs> that's, that's how it pretty much goes. When I first started driving, you know when you're, you're driving, like you don't really, like you're, you're nervous about a lot of things. But so there was a Chevron like right by our house that I always went to fill up at. It was it was weird because you had, it was one of those where you had to like flip up the little thing to before it would work so you could fill up like the little the, the little like where the nozzle is. Oh yeah, is you still see in. some of those every yeah. now and then. Now, they're they're few and far between, but yeah, I know, yeah. But so like I figured that out. Some people were like, like, you don't push a button. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was very strange. But like I, I, this is how old I, I feel now. Like when I started driving, you still I, I would do the thing where I would go in and like give cash to the 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 person and be like ten dollars on pump, pump three. Yeah. 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 
And like about ten dollars would like fill up my my Lumina back in the day. Oh, good lord, yeah. And man. then like so I got so comfortable with that one gas station. The first time that I tried to, to pump gas somewhere else, it like didn't work. <laughs> and like people were like, like I could tell like the people inside were like laughing at me. I couldn't get it figured out. I think they were just screwing with me. But I was so traumatized by that. Like I would like only go to that one gas station by my house for the first two months that I was driving. Like I was like I, I didn't want to try another gas station. I was terrified. It's funny you talk about going in like now. Like it, it, the thought of me having to go in to pay my get gas is just aggravating. Yeah, I mean, I don't like, want to I, I've never. Car. I don't think I'm, I'd never go in to get anything in gas station. I mean, unless I mean obviously get a drink or something, but to pay for gas, yeah, I can't. I can't remember last time I used it. Texas says, why am I just now seeing that Bobby Knight told the Trailblazers GM to draft Jordan? The GM said we need a center since they have Drexler, in which Knight responded, then play Jordan at center. Uh, I've, I've never seen that story. I haven't seen that story. I believe it because the, the story with, with Drexler and the Blazers is that that is – it's kind of the, the funny thing is they, they, did, yeah, they went with Bowie at center because they had drafted Drexler the year before, Clyde Drexler. Right. And they were like, he has Not two guards. Steven Drexler? No. And the reason they got Drexler was because the pick before them, the Bulls had passed on Dressler, Drexler to Keenan Watley, a guard out of Alabama. Who busted? It was a bust. Well, yeah, I never heard of him. The Bulls had taken Drexler, then the Blazers may have taken Jordan in the next year. That's a good butterfly effect thing. Yeah. Texas, if you want it, you can get it for the rest of your life. That's what TK's mom tells me all the time. <laughs> Not your best word. <laughs> I don't, is this, what's this what's that quote off of? It was the lyric from You Were Playing All the Lights. Oh, okay. I don't know all the lyrics. Yeah. Texas' wife's maiden name is Schneider, so I used to try to get. On the Schneid, hey <laughs> Well, but your wife, I assume you did. I hope. Texas, with all the Louisville news this week, you probably didn't have the opportunity to talk about it, but did you see the botched fake field goal by Oregon State that ultimately led to their loss to Arizona? It was so bad, Rod Gilmore was roasting them about uh, it. They, I did see they it. They were getting crap for it the whole game. They should have been. Like it was near, it, it, as the game was concluding, they kept bringing it up as how it would cost them the game. That basically kept me from having to reload my DraftKings account, though. Like, I, I bet that game straight up, and I parlayed them with Arizona State money line. So that game, yeah, that that supplied sufficient funds for the week ahead. Nice. Thank you, Jetfish, as always. Oh, we, Jetfish uh, is another big game this week. We, UCLA. Yeah, he's the favorite too. Minus two at home. I thought he was a three point underdog. I thought he said minus two. I could have maybe I read it wrong. I believe it wrong. I thought they were at home though. They are. Uh, I have to go look it up. Uh, UCLA is a two and a half point favorite. Okay, I saw. I thought I saw. I, okay, I read it wrong. I saw minus two and a half. I thought I saw Arizona. Texas rumor has that KP set that car alarm off to throw the vibes off. <laughs> <laughs> car alarm. I just picture KP outside our windows, like bumping cars with his butt, trying to get to go off. He's like, he's knocking aggressively on the window with his face pressed <laughs> against it. Which, by the way, Troy did that to me at the very start of the show. Troy just like knocked on the window and like scared the hell out of me. I think I should say. It, 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 I can't remember if you answered now. Did you have you ever had a car with a car alarm on it? Yeah. Okay. I think our car now has a car alarm on it. But now, but that doesn't count. Like when you do the beep beep, like that's actually not a car alarm. That's just no. Like it, it will. Like if you press the button, like, the, like I've done it a few times, if you press the wrong button, like the alarm will go off. Oh, okay. I've done that. I mean, like, like yeah, the little red button on there, yeah. which I hate. I've, I did. I did that one time leaving the, the big X Studios in Jeffersonville, like one in the morning. I did. I was like, I can't get the damn thing to stop. There was one time where, like, <laughs> I was that ha- we were that house that had it going off forever, and like, I was like, turn your damn alarm off, and I realized it was our car that was doing it. I guess I like brushed up against the keychain, but that's on our wall. But that's yeah, but that's not like I always picture that alarm as like someone like bumping into the car and the alarm going off, like 
My car didn't have that kind of alarm. Did, have you ever had one like that? I feel like if you hit the car, it goes yeah, off? Yeah, like somebody goes up to and bumps your car. I don't think and, so. I think I just have the one where you can like press the button. That's what, I, that's what I've had, too. I've never had an actual car alarm that just yeah, goes off if somebody bumps it. Texas, I wonder if there's a nonstop car alarm in, Trevor, in Travis's internal monologue. <laughs> Trevor, you bastard. Somebody brought up that on the podcast. We did another podcast they did confirm today. It was definitely on air. Yeah. yeah. Somebody brought up on the podcast today that I mispronounced Trevor as Trevor in a Dan style tongue tied moment. And I got, well, so we were taking questions from Twitter and the guy's name was, T, the, the guy's names was, was T R E A V O R. And I was so used to the CW week seeing that Trevor scales guy call and calling him Trevor the entire time. So I'm like, Trevor says, I was like, Trevor says, I was like, damn it. Call me Trevor. This is this, this is the bat all over again. I know. Texas says I just put my Cardinal logo on my bong. Can I bring it to the tailgate? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've never had a Cardinal logo on a bong. That'd be pretty cool. Texas women Yama must be discussed. We talked about him a little bit. Pretty insane. He's very good. The highlights were fun. Trevor thought he was going to suck. I didn't say he's going to suck. You see, you dismissed him when I brought him up two years ago. I I said. You're like, he'll be a bust. He's an overseas guy. I think that was you. That's not true at all. You still haven't remembered his name. Call him Wimbledon. <laughs> it is Wimbledon. I still call him Wimbledon. Texas, <laughs> not even French, is he? <laughs> Texas says, where can we get more information on the manager game, recruiting, player development, etc.? I mean, all I, do, I follow the manager game, uh, the, the L manager's Twitter account. That's where all my info comes from. My info comes from you. So, what if the manager started drawing more fans than the, like we like started just like supporting the managers? It's like fifteen thousand strong at every manager's game. <laughs> Texas Louisville B-ball managers plus five against the men's basketball team, and the jokes continue. Texas message board rumors about Jawar not playing tomorrow. The vibes are off. He might not play. He might play. I mean, he's like his situation is the exact same as it's been the last three games. He the hamstring has been nagging him. All week long, it was nagging him last week. He played. He played fantastically. It was nagging him before the pit game. He played two snaps. He couldn't go the rest of the game. Obviously, that hurt us. I, I He might not play tomorrow. He might play, and he might play fantastically. Like, I don't know what to expect from Jawar. It's just like it's. he hasn't been practicing much, I can tell you that. Texas, the worst Heisman winner in the last 30 years. 92 was 31 years ago, Trev. I was 13 in math, okay? <laughs> don't press that. He knows what he's talking about. <laughs> The worst highest winner in 35. I thought he was going like, to say that there was some actually worse. But Troy Smith is argumentally worse. I'll give you that. But uh, but Troy Smith was also like a like a no-brainer. Like He was the obvious pick at that point in time. I don't remember who he beat out. That's the, that's the, that's the question Like I want to know is I remember who's, who, who, who he beat out. I, see, when I think like worst Heisman winners, I think about like who was behind him. And I think that um, when – was it Josh Heupel who beat Larry Fitzgerald? When like everybody knew that Larry Fitzgerald was the best player in the country, I thought that was just. I mean, in the late nineties, where you had, I mean, you had, you had Winky in two thousand, Crouch in 01, White in 03. Jason White is who I'm, yeah, Jason White sucked. Yeah, I mean that that little stretch right there was not the best. I mean, the the worst theft maybe is Woodson over Manning because Woodson had no business winning it over Manning. But uh, where was Gino Tretti in ninety two? Yeah, I'm trying to see if it says oh, see if we get out. It doesn't show. Oh, well. Well, which, which year are you talking about? Uh, do you try to a great picture on his Wikipedia page? I'm sure there's like a whole Wikipedia page for it. No, there is. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not on the Wikipedia. I'm not on the, the, uh, 92 Heisman Trophy voting. Gina Toretta, you know who the runner up was? Tell me the school, not taking player, probably. Well, this will be easy. 
dead giveaway. San Diego State. Oh, with Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk was yeah. third. Was second. Garrison Hurst was third. Oh, okay. Yeah, out of Georgia. Marshall Falk was a sophomore. This is one like they didn't give it to sophomores. Yeah, that's true. I wonder if they and they give it to senior. I wonder. I wonder if that, that, that today that would have been differently. Who was the Troy Smith Heisman? Who did he beat out? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm trying to think of now. Because what year? I, was, I remember it being a runaway Heisman. He was 2005, right? 2006. 2006. Darren McFadden was the runner up. Ugh. God, this is a terrible top five. So Darren McFadden two, Brady Quinn was third. Ugh. Steve Slayton was fourth. That was sophomore Slayton. Michael Hart was fifth from Michigan. Ray, I mean, that's... Ray Rice was seventh. Calvin Johnson was tenth. That year was so perverse to win a national title. We should have won it. Colt Brennan was sixth. R.I.P. <laughs> Don't laugh at that. Tom slapped me because he was six, not because he's R.I.P. Texas says you, Mike uh, random, but Mike brought up the humanitarian bowl the other day and it reminded me of my all-time favorite Louisville shirt, Cowboy and Cardinal Rules. Oh, that's a fantastic. That's a Sends in a picture. Shirt. That's an incredible shirt. Wanted wild, wild Cardinals. Where's that Cardinal mascot? I love that. I mean, it looks like he's kind of like one of those like rip-off shirts you buy at the stadium from somebody that didn't have the trademark rights. It, but, it's exactly what it looks like. But, yeah, but I love it. <laughs> Texas says, wait, UK could have had Parcells. Oh, yeah, he was going to go there. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, looked, he's looked at horse farms like three different times. They actually chose uh, Joker Phillips and Guy, uh, Guy Morris over him. Yeah. True but story. That's what happened. Texas, if Elvis stomps <laughs> a button on the VT team, it stomps a button, the VT team will collapse into a sinkhole that opens up on their sideline. Damn, damn right. <laughs> What's this in my commode? I don't get that one. Texas says, Mike, I like that your dad said Bob Knight was an a-hole in the comments on CC. The man is pulling no punches. In his defense, he dialed it back a little. I didn't see that, but I'm not surprised. Listen, you know what? I, I have no problem. You know what? Papa Rutherford, Glenn, I'm, I I applaud you for that. Because I always doesn't know when people change their opinions. Just, I, and listen, I know, you know you don't want somebody to pass. But it doesn't mean you change your opinion on who, how you thought the person was when they were living. No, okay, it wasn't going to change. Yeah, and you shouldn't change. I'm, I'm proud of you for that. Good for you, buddy. Texas says, doesn't betting the horse work against the owner hurts the odds and lowers the potential payout? I know some trainers like to keep their horses secret when possible to increase their side bets, but I don't claim to be an expert. Well, I mean, That if, sounds illegal, by the way. If they're betting on their own horse, then yeah, it, it hurts. <laughs> but the, the us putting money on the horse like doesn't affect the, the purse is the purse. Like You're going to win... It's not going to change. But if they, if he wins the, the Breeders' Cup Sprint, it doesn't matter if he goes off at two to one or he goes off at ninety to one. The, the purse is the same. Now, if he is betting on his own horse, if he is betting on his own horse, then that does change things because we would drop his odds if we bet. I'm just saying, if you want to support a cardinal, maybe win some money, do it. Would you use? Would you wear a man purse? Uh, I mean, I've I have like a bag. Yeah, but it's not like an actual bag. I have a buddy who actually has a man purse. It's, they call a Merce or something. I don't have a Merce. Yeah, he he's, he doesn't he, he doesn't understand why I make fun of him for it. Texas says Jeff hired Edna Mode to design the uniforms. This will be an inside joke. I don't get it. It's one of those characters from one of the the new Pixar movies. Ah, uh, oh, 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 the Incredibles. The Incredibles. Yeah, I just clicked on. Sorry, yeah, that's the girl from the Incredibles. Okay. Texas former equipment manager here. The coach absolutely has a say in the uniforms unless Adidas has a special uniform for a certain game. Most weeks, the equipment managers will make a suggestion to the coach on which uniforms they like, and the coach will say yes or no. Look at us not, not giving up. Look at that. This is, quality, this is quality control guy, our assessment on quality control guys all over again. I was just told last night <laughs> right, by somebody on the staff that Jeff doesn't talk about the uniform, which may just be a personal thing, but who knows. I just, I don't know, it's just my hunch that Jeff, I could see Jeff not giving two bleeps what the uniform was. Texas, remind your audience that card march is tomorrow at 1 o'clock. We just did. 
And we just, Card March, <laughs> 1 o'clock. I'm reading it right there. Done. Make it to Card March. Texas, the Bashir drunk video was during a Zoom call with his staffers, LOL. No, yeah. he was a little, had a little buzz. Hey, you, you try you try running this state and getting yelled at every day, not wanting to catch a little buzz every now and then. Texas, there's zero chance that Hunter Cantwell forgot what Laguna Beach cast member reached out to. I was, I've never, I told the story in the podcast, because I, I, I do remember vividly when he got his brains beat into that game against Vatek, and it was a, like a local story that he said Laguna Beach was a very popular show at this time, that one of the cast members had reached out to him on Facebook, and I was like, I've got to know more. And so we interviewed Hunter in studio when he got the Christian Academy job when we were at 790, and it was like the last question I asked. I was like, I've can you confirm the story? I don't know why I remember this, but I do. And he was like, yeah. He's like, somebody reached out to me. And I was like, okay, who was it? And he was like, I, I don't remember. And I was like, oh. Didn't one of the Laguna Beach girls date Brian on Family Guy? You mean like one of the episodes? Yeah. Yeah, well, that was when she was, Lauren was on the Hills. And the Hills was a huge thing. Oh, it was the Hills. Okay. See, I'm, you, I love how you get the reference that I can't remember to. Yeah, but I, I needed to know, like, was it like one of the guys? Was it one of the girls? And, and Hunter had... Like, I genuinely think that Hunter had no idea. Like, I know the texter's not believing it, but Hunter is, I, I think he's the kind of guy who's just sort of aloof about stuff like that. Like, Hunter used to rollerblade to class. He just, he's in his own world all the time. Yeah, Hunter's the one that, like, the, the story I remember most of him. Gigging, was the, frog gigging. He is the gigging, yeah, the, the catfishing or fisting or whatever and stuff like that. Okay, don't, don't, don't say that. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's called, right? It's frog gigging. It's not cat fisting. <laughs> I thought it was cat <laughs> I thought that's what it was called. <laughs> or is that just what we're probably going to do? <laughs> okay. Um, Take a break? Yeah. <laughs> you think we're coming back to the show on Monday? Take a break. Uh, well, actually, I'll tell you what, we're doing picks next time. Let's get to these last few. T- okay. <laughs> Texas <laughs> Smith beat up Brady, Brady Quinn. He did. He did. Texter says, whatever happened to the white guy from Rock Nation? The, the guy on our basketball staff, Jose Perez? He's, first one, he's not white. Two, he's still on our staff. <laughs> Three, uh, Texter says, seems more likely his wife made him forget LC or Lowe. I mean, I, I hope so, but I mean. Did I, you watch LC? Did I watch LC? The, whatever, not LC, but the Laguna Beach thing. Oh, I was obsessed with Laguna Beach in college. So I can see you watching it because I, I never got you. Oh, you've I seen more of those shows than I did. And then the Hills was great for it. Was, the Hills like took over the world for the first couple seasons, and then it just got it was too. Yeah, I never, I never. They could, tried I, to act like they weren't famous, and everybody knew they. Were I never could get into any of those shows. There's the Steve Crackthorpe killed Hunter Cantwell's career. He kind of did. Remember, he was like preseason. They had him like as a top oh, five draft. No, Kuiper had him going number one. Had him as the number one quarterback because he's got a big arm, and then yeah. they started playing, and he was like, oh. Who'd can't want to play for? The Panthers. Yep, that's great. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, big X, big bets of the weekend, and then our pick'em segment will continue. We'll wrap it up with our picks for tomorrow's game against Virginia Tech. It's the Mike Rutherford Show Friday edition here on electrician for life visit allenelectrical.com they'll never leave you in the dark
Betty. There we go. The best part was of every week. Unplugged? No, it, it started doing that at the end of the last segment. It was like I couldn't even hear myself. It was I, weird, yeah. Nobody complained about it, but it was happening. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, I, I assume you can hear me fine, but I could not hear myself. But that's the best part of every week. Hearing Archie to kick off the last segment, you know you've made it to the weekend. You know you've made it to another big UofL football game. And, oh, boy, is this one a biggie. Oh, yeah. Cards 7-1, and 4-1 okay. in the ACC. Virginia Tech 4-4, four and four, but 3-1 and one in the ACC, looking to control their own destiny in the race for a conference championship. Uh, we'll talk about that game coming up at the end of this segment. But first, we turn now to the, the Big X. Big X of the weekend. Dun, dun, dun. Big X, big bets of the weekend. I I am now 10-4-1 after a 1-2 weekend last week. Unfortunately, my first losing week since we started doing this. Trevor, 8-7 after a 2-1 week. Feeling pretty good. Working his way back after a 3-6 start. You're on, you're, on, you're on the right track. I'm on the track. I'm on, my, I'm on that track. I don't know what that was. This is also this is the first week that you haven't gone either three and zero or zero and three. You've been you've been all feast or all famine. You went zero and three the first week, then you shifted to football. You had back to back three and zero weeks. Then you went back to a woeful zero and three two weeks ago, and then a nice two and one bounce back this weekend. Uh, let's go ahead and get this thing going. Big X, big bets. Three of our, our our three best bets of the weekend ahead. My first bet, you're gonna like this. Okay, yeah, I, I've got a little, I've got a little change of pace for you too. Also, I'm I'm throwing, I'm throwing you a curveball. You're going to do, like, a college game? Oh, I just might. Washington is on the road taking on USC. I like this game. 7.30 ABC. Huskies, everything in the world to play for. They're number five in the first college football playoff rankings. Uh, USC, maybe a little bit of a disappointing season. Caleb Williams looks like he's not going to repeat as the Heisman winner. Washington is a three-point favorite on the road. I like that line, too, but this is not where I'm going. USC's defense, abysmal this year. That's an understatement. Washington... Their team total is set at just 39 and a half. I think that's too low. Washington's going to score more than 40 points in this game. I don't care that it's on the road. I don't care that USC is you know, trying to play for its season, trying to keep its Pac-12 title dreams alive. Washington, even if they lose this game, they're not losing it by scoring under 40 points. Take the over with the Washington team total over 39 and a half points. Lock it up. You love those over-unders, don't you? Well, I, I've, I've hit the two overs that I've picked, and I've, I've taken unders the last two weeks, and they both missed. So I've got to go back to my roots. All right, I got something new for you this week. we got we got to change it up a little bit here. High school? <laughs> no, because it's like a pick a nose, too, usually. Unless unless I pick male to win. This is the only time I ever get one right. No, since it's the big X, what better way than go into the Big Ten, baby? Okay. Here's a little Big X, Big Ten little bets for you. And first of all, and I, I've done well in the Big Ten, I believe. I I, I don't know. Maybe I just I have, I have a connection. I was, we're, we're kindred spirits in some way. I don't I don't get it. But you are both rugged Midwesterners. I am. I am a three yards in a cloud of dust type of guy. Um, that being said, uh, we talked about this team earlier today, being kind of a uh, a paper scarlet night. That is the Rutgers as they're hosting Ooh. Ohio State, coming off the bye. I went with I, I pushed last week on one of my bets off the you know off the big X big three with Wisconsin plus fourteen they pushed with Ohio State I picked Wisconsin to win that game as an upset didn't happen that's probably why I have such a bad record now but but I'm not falling for it this week Ohio State on the road minus eighteen lay it down they are smacking Rutgers they bleat they beaten Rutgers the snot out of Rutgers last two times they played them last three times they played them last four times they played them. It ain't happening. It ain't stopping on a fifth time. Rutgers gets goes down. Eight unit at home. They're gonna be pumped. I don't care. 
that wood ain't getting chopped. Ohio State cover at minus 18. All right. All right. You, you seem a little uh, iffy on that one. Eh, I don't hate it. I don't love it. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't know what to think about Ohio State still. They, the offense is still a little hit or miss. Nah, but it's been hitting in terms of cover mostly, though. I'm going to the Big 12 for my second pick. Iowa State is hosting Kansas. Kansas coming off of a big win over Oklahoma last week. They took the goalpost. They threw them in the team lake. Uh, Iowa, despite this, despite Kansas being nationally ranked at number 21, despite coming off a huge win, win over Oklahoma, Iowa State at 5-3 and three is a three-point home favorite, depending on where you're getting the line, at Jack Tri Stadium. Fun fact for you here, over the last uh, start of the last season, there have been 15 times where unranked teams at home have been favored over ranked opponents. 12 of those 15 won outright. Iowa State, I loved them last week against Baylor. This line has moved towards Iowa State all week long. I think that's for a good reason. Iowa State's going to win, and they're going to cover. Lance Leopold, his Jayhawks just cannot maintain that consistency. Iowa State also, sleeper is still alive in the Big 12 with a 5-1 record after they win this game by more than three points. Matt Campbell's just a secret NFL head coach in the waiting room. Right? He, he is. Matt, Matt Campbell's just easy. <laughs> They've been talking about that since he got there. They keep talking about the luster, the shine being off, and then he keeps doing stuff like this. He's he always he, bounce back. He's probably his Iowa State because he's like a poor man's Kurt, uh, friends at Iowa. He's, like, he's going to be there forever, and he's always going to be like, the NFL wants him, but he yeah. won't go. Yeah. Uh, I'm sitting in the Big Ten uh, with another fraudulent team that makes you think they're better than they are, and the bookies have fallen for it. So you really are going back you to college. You suckers. The Terps are at home. They're 5-3. and three. They've shown some flashes, but they got smoked against Ohio State. They constantly will never show up against the big opponents, and that's what's coming into town this weekend. As Penn State, no, they didn't look as impressive against Indiana. They had their ups and downs. They're coming off the loss against Ohio State. Turn it around. The spread is lowered because of that. On the road, despite that, I don't care. Penn State minus eight against Maryland. All right. You're 0-3 in college. I'm surprised you're going back to the well here. Yeah, you got to do something. Uh, I I, I got a lot more when I was in college, and it still didn't stop uh, me from going to the well. I went back and forth with my my, my third selection here between two different games. So I'm going to give you the, the other one as a bonus. But oh, a bonus. I, but I'm going with, I've got no like crazy rationale here. I've got no stats to, to back this up. But Notre Dame is a three-point favorite against Clemson on the road. Clemson has just, uh, people keep thinking they're going to bounce back. And maybe it's because they played Florida State so close. Or maybe it's because they you know, they weren't taking bad losses. But they have just been woeful. The wheels are coming off. Dabo's fighting with boys on, on radio shows. Uh, you know, he's Tyler. He's going on rants. Notre Dame, since they played us. Has looked fantastic. Their offense has got it going. Their defense has been good as well. I just, three just seems way too low here. Nothing to back this up. No stats. I feel like Notre Dame goes into Death Valley. They win by 10. And Clemson, of course, storms the field because it's not about Notre Dame. It's about the Paul. But Notre Dame covers the three against Clemson in Death Valley. Okay. I'm writing it down. Notre Dame minus three in Death Valley, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm staying in the Big Ten. Because I like you know that's what I do. Uh, and this one I'm going to an, an oldie but a goodie. He's been a little down this year. That's okay. He's got a little easier competition this week. As Illinois comes to, to Minnesota in the fight and flex, of get the boat a rowing. Minnesota minus one and a half. Lay the points on the Gophers. Illinois ain't gonna do nothing. Minnesota's won three out of four. Minnesota's now beaten them last two times, which is more reason for revenge for Minnesota. I'm taking the Gophers minus one and a half. I actually looked at this game and it made me throw up. Like I was like analyzing it. I was like, I can't, I can't use this one. But props won't. to you. And I, you know what? Just as a bonus, I did do three NFL games for people out there. Bengals minus two and a half. Texans minus three, and take the Giants plus two. I like the Bengals pick for sure. 
I'm being able to play him well. The Texans, I'll be honest with you, when I looked at the NFL slate today, th- th- this this week's NFL I do not love. Like, I like the Bengals. I do like the Giants plus two, on, even on the road against the Raiders. But the Texan one, I was kind of forcing into it as well. Like, I, I just felt more comfortable with my Big Ten games than I did the NFL games. My bonus, by the way, and I almost made this my, my, my third pick, LSU is a three-point underdog on the road against Alabama, number eight Bama versus number 14 LSU. That says to me the odds makers think that you know, having that line that small, they think LSU's the player. They think LSU is going to win this game. I'm rolling with the odds makers. I think LSU gets it done, pulls the upset. Whoa. Bama, Bama, just they have people keep waiting for them to turn the corner and look like Bama, and they haven't done it all year. LSU, meanwhile, they've shorted the defense a little bit, but they've looked more impressive the last few weeks. A little bit, but I mean, like I, they haven't played anybody. Like I, I just don't oh, think. I mean, yeah, it's just like you know, I, I don't give them that much credit for. I don't think Tennessee's that good. Arkansas's that good. They close game against Arkansas, close game against Texas A&M. They just they haven't looked good electric at any point this season. I think LSU goes in there and beats them. And yeah, that was closer now, remembered. Yeah, they should have lost the NAM game. Yeah, the Arkansas, I remember, because I took Arkansas with the points that game because Arkansas is a team that's, that's been basically stayed close to everybody this year but can't get over the home. So there it is. Big X, big bets yeah. of the weekend. Mike says Washington over 39.5, Iowa State minus 3, Notre Dame minus 3, Trevor likes Ohio State minus 18, Penn State minus 8, and Minnesota minus one. You're a lot of favorites this week, I am. Yeah, we both are. We both Why are. am I talking like Yoda? I am. Yeah, my only underdog pick is LSU covering the three against Bama. I'll take, take them straight up. A little giveaway for our next segment, which is our pick em segment. Let's get to it. Get to it. Big X uh, pick em segment. Remember, remember Blue Collar Comedy Tour? Yeah. Get her done. I watched that the other day, like uh, last weekend, I think it was, or something. I, I rewatched it for the first time ever. It's still funny. Since Trevor left the show and went on the on the road the last couple of weeks, he has the vision tour. His picks have fallen far behind. He left with a two game lead. He now comes back. Mike is sixty five and twenty five on the season. Trevor fifty nine and thirty one. That's a six game gap. We start. As we yeah, thirty one still pretty good though. Still pretty. We're doing a good. We were not good last year at this. Like our no. record, <laughs> we were way too close to five hundred. I think at this point in the season for a pick'em segment, yeah. not a, not an odd segment. Uh, but we're doing we're doing much better this year. Sixty five right. and twenty five. I'm proud of it. We are doing. We start off as we always do with our Kentucky High School game of the week. It's the first round of Kentucky High School football playoffs, and this one is the most competitive local game. I think you got the bigger name schools are playing, but they should all roll. Butler at Moore. Is our high school game of the week. Moore actually hosting this game. That means they're the higher seed in district play. You'd think Butler usually traditionally the better football program. But this year, Moore has been the better team. Uh, Moore did barely beat Wagner, if that leads you to pick. They picked, they beat them, I think, 24-16, to 16, which is barely for a Wagner team. TK, who you like in our high school game of the week? Uh, this one's for you, Yates. Let's go the Butler. Let's go Butler Bulldogs? Bruins? Begins with a B, doesn't it? The Bears. Bears. I knew it was a B. <laughs> Let's go Butler. I've got Butler as well. Which this would be a slight upset, I guess, according to the the playoff seedings. But I'm taking the pedigree. I'm taking the the, the program DNA. Butler's done this for longer. They're going to get the job done on the road. Also, who, who is saying next running up the score on tonight? I've got. The, I'm working the board for that game tonight. It was like I don't even know who it was. Like Woodview was like a school that I've never really. We're, we're going to get a running clock on this game. I would assume so. Okay, good. I get that early tonight, maybe. The other game of note, luckily, was PRP uh, Ballard. I think Ballard will win that one. Yeah, probably. Ballard should be better, aren't they normally? Yeah. We also, I mean, with a way that, you know, it's one of those weird years where all the Louisville teams are playing each other early. So we're probably, I mean, there's no probably about it. Trinity plays Meade County tonight. They should roll in that game. Like, we're going to get Trinity versus St. X in the second round, which is wild. St. X plays Oldham County, by the way. Okay. 
at Trinity Mead County tonight at 7. You can hear that on 970 WGTK. And then San X Old, Oldham County, you can hear that right here in your home for San X football, 1450. With the Jayden big X. Spears and Tony Burke. The school that I was thinking of, Mail plays Great Crossing, which I didn't know was a school. They play them tonight. Crossing where? Great. Somewhere great. <laughs> great or grave? Great. <laughs> okay. Great Crossing is the school. They are the Warhawks. They are uh, two and, and, and ten on the season. Where are they located? I don't even know. I've never heard of that school in my life. I haven't either, but there's six A's. I've heard of Great House. Let's have a lot of students. Oh, we got to go quick. We're, we are wasting right, a lot of time. You do that while I look up Great Crossing. Well, no, you got to make picks. Trevor. I am. I'm picking. I just I can do two things at once. 1450 The Big X will be your home for tomorrow's game between Wisconsin and Indiana. Noon on the Big Ten Network if you're watching it on TV. Hoosiers actually kind of nip and tuck with Penn State last week a little bit. Gave them a scare. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin comes in as just a nine-and-a-half-point road favorite against an Indiana team that's 0-5 in the Big Ten. Who wins? Who covers, TK? Uh, is Wisconsin's running back starting? Allen, is he playing or not? Do we know? I don't know. If he plays, Wisconsin wins and covers. If he doesn't, Wisconsin wins and covers. Yeah, regardless, Wisconsin yeah. wins and covers. <laughs> oh, it's in George Washington. Thank you. That's or right. Georgetown, I'm sorry. I was going to say, it's in George. It's not, it's not a city in Kentucky. <laughs> uh, Western Kentucky, 9 o'clock, they're late night. They're on the road. ESPN Plus is the only TV coverage for the game. Do we have the game? We do, game. yeah. Come on. We've got IU and uh, Western tomorrow night on these airways. Western fighting for bowl eligibility here at 4-4. Four and four. Every win matters for them. They're on the road taking on UTEP, who's just 3-6. and six. They're fighting for bowl eligibility as well. Tops are a 9.5-point road favorite in El Paso. Who wins? Uh, tops win, but don't cover. Tops win, but don't cover. I'm with you there. Kentucky at Copy Mississippi that. State. Uh, this is a big game for them, big spot for them. Looking to break a three-game losing streak in a place where they have not had a ton of success over the years. UK four and a half point road favorites over the Bulldogs, who are just one and four in the SEC. Seven thirty SEC Network. Who you got? Cats win, but don't cover. Ooh, three point game. Yeah. I as much as I want to like, or less than four point four and a half. I'll say that much at least. Yeah, as much as I want this to be like a colossal just failure and you know free fall and and they end up losing eight straight or I guess it would be like what seven straight to loot ten the season culminating with a loss to us that keeps them out of the, the bowl season. I think they get the job done here. I, I think that they're they're just better than Mississippi State. I think they win, and I think they cover. I think Mississippi State's very good. I mean, in, in fairness, they, they, they're going through a very a lot going into the season. So, I mean, We're going through a lot of stuff here. Yeah, they're dealing with a lot of bleep, okay? Big nude Saturday, noon at fo- on, on Fox. Kansas State, number 23 in the land, on the road, taking on number 7 Texas, which still has its playoff dreams alive. K-State. Three and a half point underdogs in Austin. Trevor, who you like here? I like Kansas State, but I'm gonna take Texas. You may get one on me here. I'm going with the upset. I'm going I think that Texas is going to slip up at some point again. I agree. And I like Kansas State. This will be the one time I don't trust K State, my boy Chris. He's I gonna, think K State yeah, gonna bite me in the butt. Big nude Saturday's been wild this year. I think it gets wild again this year, uh this weekend. K State in Austin at DKR gets the job done, pulls the upset, ends the UT dreams of crashing the college football playoff. Also at noon on ABC, we've mentioned this game already, Notre Dame on the road taking on Clemson. Clemson also fighting for bowl eligibility at just 4-4. Four and four. The uh, fighting hours have been very good since losing to us, which happened, by the way. We won, woke them up a little bit. Won pretty handily. Kicked the, uh, the bleep out of them. Notre Dame's a three-point road favorite. TK, who you like? Uh, who are they playing again? Notre Dame-Clemson. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Notre Dame winning cover. I'm with you. Yeah, I got the Irish. Bedlam at 3.30 on ABC, number 9, Oklahoma, on the road ticking on number 22, Oklahoma State. I think both these teams are fraudulent, but uh, Oklahoma is a six-point road favorite. Trevor, who you like? 
Oklahoma State. Oklahoma wins. Oklahoma State covers. I'm gonna say Oklahoma wins and covers, but I still don't think they're that good. I don't think they're good. You say Texas plays in D. What did you say they play in DKR? DKR Memorial Stadium. I thought they played in Doak Walker Stadium. That's what it's called. DKR Texas Memorial Stadium. Oh, okay. Uh, Washington. We've mentioned this game as well. Number five in the country. Also, yep. college football playoff implications. Yep. On the road, taking on USC. 7:30. ABC. ABC's got some great games. Washington three-point road favorites. Who do you like? Well, you know I love Washington, right? You're a big Washington I've guy. Been, I've, been, I've been on the DeBoer bandwagon since all year. I think I was kind of first on the charge. Washington's been playing like down the competition the last three weeks a they little have. bit, and I think it's going to bite them this time. I think, this, I think USC, this is the type of game that USC's kind of been knocked out of because of their defense. They win this shootout, USC with the upset. I, I don't hate that pick at all. I, I feel I, like that's just, it has that feeling to me. I, I think Washington's going to score a ton, which is why I'm going with the over. Oh, yeah, yeah, The yeah. team total over. I agree with I that. I can see them losing a shootout. I can also see them blowing out. I, I don't think there's going to be any in-between. I, I don't think Washington gets blown out. I can see them blowing out USC and having it be an embarrassing home game for the Trojans, or I can see them losing like a 59-55 type game. I'm going with Washington to win. I think they get the job done. I just don't think USC is that good. I think it's USC like in double overtime, like, like you said, like 52-50. to 50. Like, I think it's going to be love above them. 40s, yeah. 7.45, CBS, the late night in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, number eight in the country, 7-1 and one in the season, 5-0 and oh in the SEC, hosting number 14, LSU. As mentioned before, the Crimson Tide are three-point home favorites. TK, what you like here? I'm against you on the uh, Alabama, this is their slip-up. Uh, I'm, I'm going Alabama winning cover on this one. LSU wins, pulls the upset, and Louisville, as long as they take care of business, keep climbing up the college football playoff rankings. Oh, we'll do that. Climbing well. up. 10.30 on FS1. We love our boy Jed Fish out there in Tucson. Well, she's taking up two spots on that, that bracket. Yeah. Arizona is hosting number 19 UCLA. UCLA is a two-and-a-half-point road favorite. Does the Jed Fish magic continue, Trevor? <laughs> no, I'm t- it ends now, but in a close way. I'm going to take UCLA to win and cover. Jed. 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 I, I think it's Jed, still close. Jed. 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 Jetfish magic continues. Arizona pulls off the upset. Did hear that pounding? <laughs> it's second top 25 victory in as many weeks. Jetfish just doing what Jetfish does, beating ranked teams, crushing dreams, getting people fired. Why That's I, who he is. Why am I picking against Jetfish? That's Fish what he does. Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly was a, was a thorn in my side. You chose wrong. There's no question about I it. I chose poorly. I had to make a choice. I chose wrong. The Big Show. Well. 3.30. LNN Stadium. CW, oh my man. ACC Network. Yeah. 970 WGTK. Louisville, in all of its 7-1 and one and top 13 ranking glory, <laughs> hosting unranked 4-4, four and four, but 3-1 and one in conference play. Virginia Tech. Cards, this line just moved, by the way, in the last, uh, last 30 minutes. I, I think it moved. Louisville minus 10. Cards now have gone up from a 9.5-point favorite. They're now a 10-point favorite at most books. Again, biggie for both teams. The winner controls its own destiny in the race to play in Charlotte in the conference championship game. Trevor, you've been confident all week. Your final prediction here for what goes down tomorrow afternoon. Uh, again, I think this is a game where we're not having the need to ask Plummer to make anything special. Just just kind of just do what the basic you do. Complete the open passes that are there. No reason to force anything. Don't try to to run when you don't need to, just go down, throw the ball away, yada, yada, have a drink at six, it's five, six o'clock, you're good. All that said and summed up as quickly as I can, I'm taking Louisville not only to win, but to cover the cards, win 34 
to 16. Jack Plummer doesn't play poorly at home. He's going to have a big game. Louisville doesn't lose at home. They're going to have a big game. The crowd is going to step up and be a deciding factor. Virginia Tech has not won on the road. All of these things hold true. Louisville leads from start to finish. It's a close game. It's never a blowout. Virginia Tech stays within shouting distance. At the end of the day, though, the cards move to 8-1, and 5-1. and one. They're climbing the CFP rankings. We're ready for the glow game. Let's get it done. Louisville 30, Virginia Tech 26. Weird game. Funky score. Who cares? We win. We survive. We advance. We Let's ready. get it done. We're ready. Go cards. Beat Virginia Tech. I'll see you out there at the stadium tomorrow, and we'll see you back here Monday at 3 o'clock. Go cards. Suck it, man. Kentucky Alice, only local.